for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Hi, I'm Mike Schmidt. And Mike joining us today is, is in the third chair. Yeah, absolutely. She has been here before, but it's been way too long, and I'm going to have her back much sooner. And she got the best chair, actually. She got the, the best no chair. Arm, Did I? cushy chair, yeah. That's because she's going to rock, rock some guitar later. Oh, that's right. I need so some So she room. has to have the armless chair. <laughs> uh, you're, you're hearing the, the wonderful voice of Heather Stewart. Heather, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, doing good. well. Now, uh, you agreed to do this so last minute. I, I, I think <laughs> yesterday. I, it was last night, I believe. It was last that. night. <laughs> and, uh, and you said you'd work up some, uh, some songs, too. So this is amazing. Uh, today, we are talking about the band Motley Crue and specifically the, the movie and the book, The Dirt. And Heather's going to read some, unfortunately for <laughs> Heather, she's going to read excerpts. Now, are we all passing it around and reading excerpts? No, nope, just Heather's going to read. <laughs> how, did, how did I come to mind to be the first person oh, to read on. from this book? Uh, maybe, maybe you weren't the first person. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, our, right. our friend Mike Siegel. Now I'm offended uh, that Mike, it wasn't our the friend, first. Our friend Mike Siegel was going to do it. Uh, he's one of my rotating co-hosts, but he's okay. out of town. And then I thought, well, would it be, would it be, icky for a woman to read it or would it or would it kind of put it would it be better if a woman you know what i mean i think it sort of puts it in perspective yeah. puts and, it in perspective you, you you came to the wrong conclusion and brought a woman in to read it woman Good for you. <laughs> Mike, I, I told i told heather this story before you got here um uh i said to pilar this morning you think heather would be okay reading some of the stuff and she's like one Heather was on my podcast, and her and uh, our friend Suzanne Kylie, uh, they I had them read like this sex thing together, so she'll be fine with it. And then I read the first excerpt <laughs> that Heather's going to read, yeah. and Pilar's like, "Oh boy, yeah. no, uh, that wasn't at all." Like I go, "No, honey, Suzanne, not even here. She's blushing. <laughs> yeah. she has, she's exactly. literally just like, nope, I'm she, out. She actually left the country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, went, she went to Mexico. <laughs> she tunneled under. Yeah. She's, she's out. Finished. Gone. Um, so, okay, if you've seen, Mike and I both saw the movie The Dirt. We were expecting to make fun of it, right? We well, to... are you going to give the... Uh, the uh, what do you want to do? What, what do you I don't say? know. I, it's your show. You, you, you say do whatever it your you way. want. Well, I was going to say, how did you discover Motley Crue? When did they come into your life? Where did that, what role do they play? And uh, does Heather have a connection to them in some way? I, I will say one, I have one thing to say about The you Dirt. You can say anything you want. So I have not seen the film, but I will say a lot of the people I went to high school with really liked it. Ah, All right, cool. that's, that's a really I'm, good review. I'm, Honestly, from, I'm from Fresno. That's a, I, I'm from Chicago, <laughs> and that's a solid review. It's There's a no solid doubt. Review. All the people you went to high school with are going to yeah. love this movie. All the yeah. people, they are going to love <laughs> they, this They are going to love it. Yeah. Especially if they still live in the hometown. Oh my God, are they going to go crazy for it? It's then. an Academy Award winning film for them. Yeah, yes. Motley Crue just sold 100,000 more tickets to people who never left their hometowns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, they loved uh, it. See, perfect. See, that's the kind of stuff you need to bring to this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> step, yeah. it up. step it up a bit. <laughs> okay, uh, Motley Crue for me. I knew of their. Uh, I knew them from MTV. I knew their their video songs. I didn't own any Motley Crue until the Doctor Feelgood album came out, because Kickstart My Heart was so good, and and I'm like, well, I'm going to buy this one. I'll yeah. see if I like. And then I did like that album, and I went back. And bought their other albums and found that those weren't as good as this album. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Hold that. And that's how. That's. I mean. And then. And then I've seen them. You and I saw them together. Yeah. We saw them at the forum live. Live, and they're not. Uh, wow. Vince Neil, the worst live singer. Yeah. 
absolutely uh, um, the worst life singer ever. I, I'm not sure. No, because no, Sugar Ray is the worst life singer. Sugar oh, Ray. is he really bad? McGrath? Mark, Mark McGrath? The worst. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, well, first of all, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold I on. mean, I remember being like, <laughs> the man's a listener for Christ's sake. Good God. He's friend of the show, Mark McGrath. Not anymore. Oh, no. No, not sorry. anymore. I'm Mark kidding. McGrath, and he's so nice and sweet and cute, but he's not the best live singer. All right. Well, okay. but is he, is he, I mean, he's not singing. Really, not even really, on the songs, yeah, because no, even that, yeah. even the hit songs are like, when it's over, I mean, that's <laughs> you're, you're kind of shower singing, really. He's not Pavarotti, we know this. No, no, put no, it this way true. if an ugly dude sang like that, he's not. Oh, you're gone, goodbye. He is gone, that's sour ray at that point, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, good. Vince Neil, not so great live. Listen, no, here, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little taste. Well, before, before we, let me real quick because sure. I'm uh, you, I said worst ever, and I, I have to say yes, but only because he. David Lee Roth is, is approaching this territory, but at least Dave has shtick. Dave, and although it's getting a little, it's wearing a very yeah. thin, but, but Vince still thinks he's 1980s Vince rock and roll dude. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Okay, this is, uh, this is from 2003, so you can imagine. Oh my Christ, how, 16 years ago. Yeah, so if he's bad then, you can imagine what it was like <laughs> on the farewell tour uh, 10 years ago. But this is, uh, this is Kickstart My Heart. No discernible lyrics. And then certainly the chorus, because everyone's course, singing that, but yeah. it's literally... That's that's one fifty a.m. karaoke time. Oh, it's that so terrible! Grim. Let's, try, let's try one more. Let's try Live Wire. Oh. Same year. I barely know what he's saying. <laughs> sure. Awful. It's awful. Yes. It's pretty bad. But really, <laughs> but really, is I mean, is, are the lyrics the point? Well, I mean. Well, hold on. You're talking about live wire. Hold on there. <laughs> How dare hold you? Hold on, lady. I can't How dare you. you did that. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I when I go see a band, if the bass player's not good, mm. I might not even notice. If the guitar player makes a mistake, I don't know. The drummer misses a All beat. All part of the live experience. Yes. But if the singer, <laughs> if the singer is no good. You know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that brings down the show pretty good. And like I said, the yeah. attitude of him still thinking it's glory days, Vince. Yeah. You know, that's the deal. It's he just he because there's a there's the meme going around of him mm -hmm. with that where people put in the you know, fee fi fo fum, like whatever it sounds like <laughs> he's saying. Literally people put the words underneath him like what is what is he saying? No one knows. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, and it's it's and but but again, that but Livewire is I'd pay to see them play an instrumental. Like if they didn't bring Vince. Yeah. And they only played, yeah. the, you know, if they played that over and over, I'd mm -hmm. go because that song is such a fucking rage, man. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. And then he steps in and you're like, oh, fucking clown show, man. What are you doing? <laughs> such a drag. And he is so, he's so overweight right now. He looks so, I know. My, my nephew says he looks like Sweetums from the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> he's just so, <laughs> um, It's bad. 
that I know. But, but the, you know what? He's laughing from his house in the hills. Sure. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I, hey, Absolutely. I, I've made fun of them for years. Yes. Yeah. And then I went, these are junkies who made it. I got to <laughs> shut the fuck up. Do you got to shut yeah. up? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, Mike Siegel who said, uh, they're, they're the four lucky, luckiest idiots in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. He said, because they're, he said, their music's not, it doesn't. Set the world. I mean, they have some good. We'll get there. My mom right. thinks Tommy Lee is really hot. Is that something? Well, Tommy Lee. She's is, not wrong. She's yeah, not wrong. She's not wrong. He's, he's a hot looking dude. Yeah. He looks a little. He's getting. He's the drugs have worn a little. Yeah, but I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. but he's now he's he's married and get married. I don't fucking know what he's doing. He's got that. He's is got he a twenty seven year. No, he's, he's with this this girl who's an Instagram influencer. I think she got like three million oh, followers. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, they're engaged. They now, got engaged on like hey fucking man. New Year's or something. I will say the actor that plays him in the movie, Machine Gun Kelly is the guy's name. Yes. He has Tommy Lee nailed in this movie. Really? Just the just the way he moves and like he's just like so like wide eyed and when he when he meets people who go Hey, fucker. I mean, it's just like, it's, he's great. I'm going to go home and watch this yeah. movie. Uh, and, um, you, you have to, because yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's there. I mean, are we talking about the movie now? You want to get into it? You want to do the music? What do you want to do? It's all, it's no, there's no. <clears throat> all right. I have no, no idea if you have a, cause I don't want to step on anything. No, we do whatever we want to do. The, we saw it and, and the Tommy machine gun Kelly, we, I laughed the second he comes out and yes. talks, you're just like, he's Tommy. He's, he's Tommy literally Lee. Tommy. Wow. He's Tommy Lee. And the Nikki is yeah. Nikki. Uh, Vince the, is okay. Yeah, and Mick is. I don't know what Mick is like. I mean, we, I we, none of us know. I, I, yeah. I, none but of the, us know. So yeah. the guy basically. But I will tell you, I, I talked to somebody who claims to know Mick, and they said that's exactly what Mick Mars was like. And I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Mick Mars was about eight years older than all the other guys, and he was a guy that couldn't couldn't be bothered with all their bullshit. Yeah, he just and, wanted to make music and tour. Yeah. And in the movie, that's who he is. That's He's who just he like, is. Shut is up, Mick idiots. Mars yeah. still alive? He's he the is. mole. Yeah, no, okay. literally, Mick Mars is the mole of the of Motley Crue. <laughs> Shut up, idiots. Three faces. <laughs> so we got Larry, Curly, and and Shemp. And, Shemp. and Mo. And Mo. The Mo. four stooges. Mick Mo Mars. Yeah. <laughs> but in the movie, man, we so we went, we didn't know what it was gonna be. You know, and I I I, I actually I thought it was gonna be terrible. All right. Yeah. So yes, I, I did too. I was so excited to call it either Bohemian Rap Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Bohemian Crap City. Like, I couldn't okay. figure out which one I wanted to go yeah. with. Which, uh, both solid choices. Both thank solid. you very much. Yeah. Uh, but I, we, we started watching it at his place, and it's rolling, and we're a half hour in. And, and we I look go, at each other. And I'm like, like this, this is, I don't I hate, hate this. this. Yeah. I mean, this is good, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's actually fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. The, the first five minutes is exactly what you want the first five minutes to be to let you yeah. know what the next hour and 55 minutes is going to be. Yeah, and they set the tone right yep. away. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe you should read the first, Let's how the book, The Dirt, starts. I apologize to Heather. I apologize to women listeners. I apologize to everyone. Well, we got to talk about that when she's... Okay, but yeah. okay. This is how the movie starts, too. Her name was Bullwinkle. We called her that because she had a face like a moose. But Tommy, even though he could get any girl he wanted on the Sunset Strip, would not break up with her. He loved her and he wanted to marry her, he kept telling us, because she could spray her cum across the room. Okay, close it up. Throw that book in, <laughs> that's, in the fire. Uh, that's it? <laughs> that's, that's We're only going to go with that excerpt? That's all, all right. we need. That's a talent. Uh, uh, it is. It is. Yeah. Now, in the movie, Heather... <laughs> There's a party. Do they it's, visually show it? It's a full, yes. It's a, full, <gasps> it's a full party room, okay? And he just grabs her... And and throws her on the couch, and then he he goes, goes down on do her, goes down on her, and, and then, then he backs it, away, and it's just like a fire hose, and then it like freeze frames, and there's so something. so a PA had to like throw something on the wall to well, get the it, shot. There's like maybe maybe don't, don't take a shot at Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> that man got it done. He's a method actor. He made it work. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's insane. But again, the the voice the voiceover at the beginning of the film is it's too it's too much at times. Well, I, I need to say this. All right, well, um. 
the movie is crappy. I mean, it, yeah, it is. Movie, it's, yeah, not it's, not it's not a good movie. It's not a good It's fun crappy. It's crazy fun. Yeah, yeah. But and, it is and not if you have, a, it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. is not a good movie. Right. Uh, you know, they're all at Christmas at, at you know, Freddie's house and they get a call, fellas, we just got a record contract. Shut up. <laughs> all ridiculous cliche garbage. And, and then it, and also in Bohemian Rhapsody, it's it's that it's PG-13 debauchery. It's like, everybody oh, yeah. have a drink. Did you see Freddie wink at that man? Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. Darling. But this movie goes for it. And it, yeah. it does. It's just, they don't shy away from it squirts the dirt. right in your face. But you know what I <laughs> pun intended. No, fully yeah, right there. No pun. I meant it. <laughs> I meant it. Right in your face. I appreciate their honesty. They didn't yes. fuck around. Yeah, they didn't, you know, and they didn't yeah. sugarcoat how because this if you read yeah. the book and you have it, you're gonna read yeah. the excerpts. They I'm gonna read the book. <laughs> they almost gleefully admit how fucking awful they were. They wow. they kind of look back at it like, wow. Proud. But, but at the same time, because I mean, there's a, there's the scene on the bus. I mean, if you they have to... they have no remorse for their actions no. even to this day. Though, they they which basically is sad. yes, they have not. I I disagree. I think maybe Nikki's learned. Like I, I I hope that he has because I'm I'm rooting for one of them. Yeah, and um, Nikki's Nikki's the one that has like I mean a lot of wives, but he's got a ton of kids, so he has like yeah. a I think feel like he has a big heart. You hope. Yeah. I mean, I, and, but also at the same time, they they did what they did. Yeah, and they they don't hide it at all. Yeah, I mean, even on the the scene on the bus, there's a scene where Tommy's got a girl and he's he's taking her from city to city, and uh, she her his mom gives her the woman attitude at a concert, and he's like, I'm going to marry her, and they're like, Really? This you marry a groupie in front of the girl? Yeah. So then they're on the bus, and the girl's like, Your mom's a cunt. And Tommy's like, don't fucking say shit like that. And, the, and the, my, the, she's like, he's like, get off the bus right now. And he goes to drag her off, and he punches her in the face which, in the movie. Yeah, they and which they, which allude which is their the way because we never get to the Pam Anderson in oh, the movie, gonna, but that alludes ask, to yeah. the troubles he would have later. So sure. so they don't shy away from. But hey, it was also probably troubles he had that whole fucking time. Oh, yeah. time. Well, so it they, didn't come out of nowhere, right? exactly. Yeah. But but they are executive producers on the movie. So, so they, they went. Knew, yeah, they knew that was in there, gotta, and it's in the book. You know, it's got to be in there. We got to do it. We did that yeah. stuff. That's the thing. That's they don't shy away from the drug. The one know, noble thing. As a woman, thing. it's awful, but also it's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, if they, it's yeah. a movie of your life, yeah. then yeah. tell the truth. A lot of people were viewing the movie in reviews that I read through the prism of now, and yeah. that's a fucking mistake. Yeah. You can't do that because yeah. these guys are basically no. the only thing you can have an issue with is have they not learned? Have they yeah. have they just stayed frozen they, in amber and they're still those same guys from the eighties? A couple of them haven't learned. Exactly. That's Vince a problem. And Tommy probably. But people yeah, looking at it Vince through the prism of me too. Yeah, uh, are seeing it and they're just like, oh, these guys should have never. They're dinosaurs. They're monsters. They're this and they're they basically are like, yep. We were. We were. They, yeah. they, and they, they just, there's something to be said for unapologetic, unvarnished admittance of your fucking debauchery and terrible personness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, now, I, I have no other time when I would be able to tell this story. So, I, I'm going to tell it. Is uh, it very quickly. It's not debaucherous. <laughs> oh my God. But it has to I, know I was Pil- so excited. I know, Pilar. Please don't do this. This is so far. She's a friend of mine. This is so <laughs> far from not debaucherous. When I first moved out here, uh, one of the jobs I had to, to make ends meet is I did kids' parties on the weekend. Okay. And one weekend, I had to go up to uh, Malibu to do Nixie, Nikki Six's kids' party. And uh, I was Barney, so there I am in a big Barney costume. And uh, this is the most amazing. Thing and ever. I know I go up there and I spread out the the big parachute and I'm making balloon animals. And then and there's parents there. And Nikki comes out and Nikki, um, so polite. And he actually, I the first thing I noticed was he had shorts on, but he had high socks on covering the tats. He had a long sleeve shirt on covering the tats. He was totally not in. Rockstar. I think he was covering that for the other parents of the children because I think his kid was gonna was five. Yeah. And at one point, I'm on this parachute making balloon animals <laughs> with um, I think the kid's name was Six Gun. There's Gunner. Oh. Yeah, Gun, I think Gunner. it was Gunner. 
and it's it's me, the kid, and Nikki Six. And we're just, I'm making balloon animals. And I'm just like, that's Nikki Six. Yeah. And like when you have one of those big heads oh, on, yeah. you can like turn your <laughs> yeah. own head inside the head. So you can just stare at whoever you want to stare at. And then, uh, so you're just creepily staring yeah, yeah, yeah. at him through Nikki your Barney Six. outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did, he's with Donna. He's definitely. with Donna Dierka. Okay. So at oh, one God, point, I met her. At one point, the kid, gorgeous. Mm. At one point, the kids go, Can Barney come in the house? And Nikki goes, Barney can do whatever he wants. So the kids take me into the house and they, they take me to their bedroom. And one kid does a flip off the bunk bed. I go, oh my God, a kid's going to kill himself in here. <laughs> yeah. Then another one of the kids goes, do you want to see Nikki and Donna's room? And I said, okay. <laughs> okay. okay <laughs> super D, duper. And then the kid adds, he goes, their bed is so big. <laughs> That's what the kid says. So I go in, I'm like, all right. And then, uh, you know, then we did the rest of the party. Was it same. an extra big bed or just a king size? It was high and it was, oh, it, okay. yeah, it wasn't like four post. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. It's from canopy? my if I can, of course, no canopy. Mm. Okay. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the party went on 90 minute party and then we sang happy birthday and Nikki, Tip to me, and I got to be honest. A lot of celebrities when I did their party, really Lee Iacocco, no tip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hate it when people so don't tip. It was cool. It was really cool. And I had actually brought because I'm that guy. I brought stuff to maybe get signed, but then I just couldn't do it because no, it was you're Barney at party. that point. But I would have said, "Hey, in lieu of tip, sign my album." Oh, he, he, he would have done it. He would have done, 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 done it. But I just didn't. Sure. Want, I didn't. He wanna, probably would have been happy. He yeah. would have tipped you too anyway. Yeah, you know I mean? didn't want to break it though. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. You know me. Normally, that never stops. Oh no, me. you're in a Barney costume <laughs> talking to Pete Townsend. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I figure you especially yeah. would have done it. But you could have Bruce Wayne it, man. You could have gone outside and changed into your like suave oh, and come back yeah. in. Hello, hi. I'm from Characters <laughs> Kids Love. I just want yeah. to make sure <laughs> that Barney did a good job. Yeah, and also could you sign my album? Yes. By the way, we have a charity auction coming up. Not really. It's for me. Really? It's gonna be in my house soon. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's do, let's do some music. What what do you got off the top of your list? What's your first tune? Well, the, the first album by Motley Crue is is absolutely unbelievably their best. Album. Too fast for love is a great album. It is. It has legitimate six great songs. It does. What year was that? 1981. 81. Okay. And when I had asked about Motley Crue, like I didn't, you know, I, I was a metal guy and I knew Van Halen yeah. and stuff like that. But, uh, but Motley Crue, I, the first time I read something about them was they were in a Chicago Tribune blurb. They used to have a rock and roll column. Mm -hmm. And they talked about the new hot band on the Sunset Strip is, is Motley Crue. And they talked about how uh, in 10 Seconds to Love, they fucked girls in the studio and they put the noise underneath the songs and all this shit. So that was their, sure. and I was like, who the fuck are these guys? So I then <laughs> bought Too Fast for Love. And it's, it's aggressive, punky, fucking kind of speedy metal yeah. almost. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got like nine different influences. It's crazy to listen to. It's yeah. very New York dollsy, but with hair metal. It's fucking insane. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. it's a really great they, album. They hit yeah. it out of the park with that first Clearly. Thing, for sure. So, so, what so, you got uh, so the, well, the first song, I, I'm, I, the title track, Too Fast for Love, is so good. And it has this, this little bass run at the end. And, the, and Tommy's such a good drummer, such a powerful fucking drummer. Like you play that live wire, that live yeah. track. Just listen to him. Just listen. He's a machine, dude. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 he's really Tom, good. Tommy's he's a great, a great drum, drummer. He's yes. a great drummer. And Mick Mars, he's yeah. really got a guitar sound. He's got like a, like yeah. a it sounds like a motorcycle well, they, all the time. They, and, and he just sounds like the 80s. He yes. sounds like 80s rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Sound like, they sound like the Sex Pistols who cared like yeah. on this album, man, where they, they wanted to be, like the Sex Pistols were like, this is all a fucking joke. Yeah. These guys are like, we're doing this to get pussy and that's it. <laughs> and so, and this is just really aggressive, fucking hardcore, punky Metal, so, and it's fucking so this good. This is Too Fast for Love, is Title what we're doing? Title track of the album. Well, you know 
I guess we won't get to the chorus. Get to the chorus. Jump it. I'm sorry. You're that guy. It's your show. That's a very Sex Pistols run. That no, yeah. no, 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 no. It, it, it's it just it's very good. Yeah, yeah. it's very it's undeniable. That's a great uh, that's a great tune. And and Vince, uh, he just the attitude he brought to the early albums like that. You're mm-hmm. just like oh okay because they were they sound like yeah. young fucking jagoffs. I mean that's what yeah. they you know they literally sound like trouble. <laughs> young yeah. fucking jagoffs. And there's nothing wrong in in rock and roll that sounding mm-hmm. like trouble. Yeah. I mean you're you're gonna find every 15 year old going fuck yeah and throwing up devil horns. Well, I'm gonna say something controversial as oh, a woman. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Wait, but wait. You're honestly, a woman. I were a dude. <laughs> I would have never had you in here had I, I know. known that. This I is know. I know. And, and I apologize. Um, but it, given had I been a dude in that band at that time, I would have done the exact same. thing. Of course. <laughs> like I like that. Except for barring maybe punching someone in the face, a woman in the well, face. That's, yeah. that's going far. But all the cocaine, all the chicks. How could you say no? That's, you're a human being. You're a dude. You got <laughs> testosterone. Of course you do that. It's the 80s. And, and say, especially in that time period. In that time that's period, your forget finish about line. it. Yeah. That's your finish line. Is Hey, rock star, coke, and pussy. Yep. Boom. That's Done. it. That is it. Uh, I agree with you. And they're huge. And I'm a chick. And when you're 15, they're crazy yes. motivating oh my factors. God, totally. And that's why Guns N' Roses lived in a storage area together, all of them in one fucking space. And these yeah. guys lived in that one apartment yeah. by them. They just, they were chasing yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to quote the voiceover. The door of the apartment was kicked in so many times by the police, we had to nail it shut. Yep. But that didn't stop anyone. They just came through the window. <laughs> Such a garbage piece. <laughs> shut so, up. Garbage it's so VO. dumb yeah. and amazing. So That's when you see it, you're going to say the same thing. I'm <laughs> telling you, because we, we watched it and we were just like, oh my God. It's terrible. It's, and then we went, no, this is good. I mean, we're liking it. It's <laughs> this fun. This is bad good. Uh, Vince, I love if, bad good. If Vince isn't drinking, he's fucking something in, oh, in this movie. God. He's constantly oh, nailing oh, yeah, somebody. Yeah, there's, they don't, again, they don't shy away from the drugs, the violence, the new Nudity, sex, uh, all of it. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's drama too because uh, um, Vince Vince Neil's daughter dies at like five years old from like stomach tumors. Yeah. Oh God. it's really. I mean, so there's. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has a, a heartbreaking scene in a hospital, yeah. which you didn't expect from the dirt, and right. and and with a, a child's performance where you went, oh no, how could you even ask a five year old to do that yeah, for I fuck's know. sake? It's crazy. And, oh, God. and yet, and yet. The, and that, and yet I don't, I mean, I know to. it's true. I know because it's then, it's then later on, you, but it's still hard to feel sorry for the guy. You know, you feel mm. sorry for him because of that incident, but then when he's, he doesn't learn from it. He just, he becomes even more of an asshole. But, kind of. but I, I, can you blame him from running away well, from yeah, real that's, life that's when what my his brother, whole my, life is a comic book and, and yeah. you know my, what I mean? My brother says about Ted Kennedy, he's like, of course Ted Kennedy drank. His two brothers were assassinated. Yes. Anyone would drink. Yeah. So. But I mean, it's and their dad was not a, exactly a fucking uh, great guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> do you want to do a Kennedy show next? Let's do it. Do they rock? I'll do a dead Kennedy show. Oh, oh there oh. you go. All right, my first song from Too Fast for Love is uh, "Come On and Dance." Cut the pink. Tommy loves his cowbell. Take that blue oyster cult. Dude. <laughs> the, his cowbell's all over this album in fucking well, it is, in it's the best crazy. track. It's it's in it's there. It's crazy. Gonna need some more cowbell. The um the thing about this album too, it was like they did it themselves. It was like DIY. They sold it out of their 
out of their um, trunk of their cars until Electra wanted to sign them. And then I think they gave it to Roy Thomas Baker, did a a mix pass on it. And then that's. Well, he mixed the drums in an amazing way because it is is the engine that drives this entire fucking album. And and it's Mick. And you don't even almost even hear Nicky. It's like when Metallica took Newstead out of the fucking mix on Injustice for All. The bass is there, but the drum and the guitar drive this fucking album. Which is so, again, it just sounds like 80, just 80s hair band. 80s you hair band. play that and immediately I'm transported to that time. But they were the vanguard. So like when yeah. Poison came along later, it was the yeah. party atmosphere infected it. This is yeah. da- a dangerous album for yeah. this kind of music yeah. because it was one of the first ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. It still had that kind of, inf- like I said, the sex pistols and people like that influenced yeah. it. And then when you later on, you were like, yay, let's have a good time. And like, yay, woo, boobs. But the, these guys like, <laughs> I, I'm saying like these guys. Girls, girls, pants. girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, actually the title of my album, uh, Woo Boobs. Woo Boobs. <laughs> well, like those other bands like Winger and shit like that, they weren't, they were cotton candy and these guys were whiskey. But yeah. Kip Winger was super hot. So there's there no, go. still is. Hot. I know he still is. God. Uh, and now we both had this track. So I'm going to do one more before we move on. This is Take Me to the Top. Boogie Woogie there. Re-listening to this stuff, like, you know, I, I yeah. Mick does not get the credit he fucking yeah, deserves for really the influence good. he had on the general. I mean, you he's can hear really Dimebag Daryl all over this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pantera. I, you, you, you hear it in that guitar that just, I used to say Dimebag Daryl sounded like he was playing guitar with a razor blade. <laughs> it's just fucking great. And, and that's what Mick sounds like. And my favorite bands are still a four piece where there's just guitars, bass, uh, drum and a singer, yeah, and maybe the singer picks up an acoustic once in a while or an electric. But that's yeah. I love that you know, like Queen, sure, U two, Cheap Trick, The Who. I just love that. Is this and this is yeah. Roy Thomas Baker's uh, pass on it or whatever? Yes, yes, that yes. that mix is so it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, the it's drum good. drives so it so well, and the guitar. Yeah. Love it. I didn't realize how um, feminine Vince Neil's voice is. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> he yeah. so sings like a chick. But that was, and that was but part of his hook too, because he was a bleach blonde, white, and the white leather pants. Totally. And so he had that androgynous thing happening, yes. but also he was in a, th- that was the key though, is they looked like that, but they would punch you in the face. And then the movie gets you, that, yeah. they, they play their first gig, you know, they, obviously they take a lot of liberties, but their first gig, they come out and like eight people boo them, and some guy like takes a swing at Vince, and the, the band leaps into the crowd just fighting. Because they used to, it's in the book too. Where they're are we going to fight, dude? Are we going to fight tonight? We're going to fight tonight, let's right? Go. And that was their deal. They made it, their rap in their on. makeup and heels exactly. And shit. Yeah, 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 but yeah. then they get back on stage, and the, it's a great scene in the movie because then he's got yeah. his blood coming out of and his they, mouth. They just start to play, and then they just fucking play the song, and the crowd goes crazy. And then a guy in the back just goes, "Molly crew!" crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's it's all it's a myth making <laughs> shot, and yeah. they you know they made their own myth with the book, so why not? Yeah. All right. Before we move on to album number two, "Shout at the Devil," produced by Tom Worman. Uh, Am I going to read something? Yeah, you're going to read. You're going to read uh, this from the chapter "Born to Lose." Where is this one? Oh, oh, and this is in the movie too. Oh, <clears throat> it's actually the chapter "Born to Loose." Born to Loose. Oh, I can't read. Born to Loose. That's why Heather's here. I can't read. <laughs> There's two O's. I can't read. I was 14 years old when I had my mother arrested. 
She was mad at me over something, staying out late, not doing homework, playing music too loud, dressing like a slob I can't remember, and I couldn't take it anymore. I smashed my bass guitar against the wall, threw my stereo across the room, tore my MC5 and blue chair posters off the wall, and kicked a hole in the black and white television downstairs before slamming the front door open. Outside, I systematically threw a rock through every window in the townhouse. Yeah. That's what you do when you're rock and roll. Then he, uh, in, then what he does, the next page, you don't have to read it, he goes and who, he, who, who's that's that? Nikki. Okay. He cuts his arm and then calls the police and says his mom cut him with a, wow. Yeah. And then pretty much it seems like he never really talks to his mom again in the movie. Oh, he, wow. well, there is a point. Well, she comes to see him because yeah, and then he he's freaks rich. the fuck out. And he yeah. He's such a he cute bails. little boy. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, oh he's, the, he's, he's second best looking in Motley Crue, right? Well, I mean, that's. Or is he maybe first? <laughs> not a lot of competition I'm there, gonna, buddy. I'm going to go maybe third. <laughs> Tommy third. and Nikki, who's better looking? Vince? Well, young Vince. Oh, but you got to go super young for like 11 minutes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. he, he tipped himself <laughs> over. The scales completely fucking changed. But he's got that lead singer in this. Yeah, you know the vibe, I mean? certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go with... Uh, he's just a lot better looking than I remember in Nikki Six. <laughs> well, he used to get... Uh, he used to tell people his name was Frank Six. Or uh, Frank, uh, Frank Cruz, and he was Tom, uh, Tom's brother. That's he literally looked legitimately when because he had an ID that said it actually too, and he would say he was Tom Cruise's brother, like, and like groupies yeah. all told him you look like Tom Cruise. Like here's some, oh here, wow, here, here, I'm gonna have to take some more. I'm gonna have to Google him a little bit. Here's more. silly stuff in the movie. His, his real name is Frank Serrano or Ferrano, yeah. and Ferrano. he uh, Ferrano, and he goes and has his name legitimately changed uh, legally to <laughs> Nikki Six, and okay. then when he's when he's le- he's still in the place where you change your name, whatever the legal office, and he he burns his. He sets his license on fire. On right, fire. Right there. In the office. In the office. <laughs> it's like, and, and you, have okay. you ever tried to burn a driver's license, <laughs> by the way? It just melts. Uh, it as, as a matter of fact, like, no. Well, oh, okay, good for you. you. You call yourself a rocker. Yeah. I know. Molly Cruz has done a great. lot of stuff we haven't done. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here's, uh, this is a big, uh, is, it, is it weird that I'm a little jealous? <laughs> I, you're not wrong. I, you think about it. Like, I don't know if I'd want to, I certainly don't want to punch somebody in the face it's, on the bus. Like, no, you're like, but you can, it's just, you can still go burn your license. You know what it is? It's right just now. like, it's so badass. Like that's the word. But that it's was their badass. And that's what they tried yeah. to be. They were yeah. everybody every like I said, every 14, 15 yeah. year old boy's idea of what a badass yeah. was was yeah. a rock and roll dude yeah. who would do fucking drugs and bang chicks. Yeah. That was their deal. The movie continues that myth or fairy tale yeah. or truth, whatever whatever it is. But this is uh this is a song from Shout at the Devil. This is uh Looks the Kill. So well, this is the second album before we do uh, I'm so sorry. Um they pausing it so be, the first album makes them basically the kings of the strip kings right. of los angeles and then they get in with uh is it electra electra records and then electra's like well we're going to take them nationwide and they put them on the opening tours with ozzy and stuff and then that's for this album yeah we're going to read about ozzy in a minute okay cool so they this is when they started to become a national band <laughs> yeah because right? the you know the first videos were on mtv but didn't really catch fire but then this is the one where they got a ton of this is the second album yes and this is where the leather and the makeup is more prominent mm. in the videos and everything like yeah. they, they it almost looks ridiculous now yeah but here we go. Looks the kill is great. Almost? <laughs> I love this song.
Great song. That's it's, a great a song. Fantastic song. One of my picks, and that that is the uh, the video that breaks them, you know, nationally, and it's ridiculous. And they, the, and they that I haven't video, seen it. So, what year was that? Then? That was 1983, and they reenact the okay. video in this, and then during the end credits, they they show like scenes from the movie with the reenactments, and it's really because it was like a girl in this video that just goes like. Yeah, it makes this sad <laughs> this face like she's going to murder face, Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Heather, you've got to watch the video. I, I, I mean, the today. Movie. Okay, today. No, I'll watch well, it the today. movie, yes, but you've got to watch this video. It looks like cool. And okay. you, you have to watch Mick Mars. Okay, I have. I honestly haven't seen it in probably 20 years. All right, well, video, you've got because yeah. that's the thing is you see it through a different Through a different view. lens, yeah. So you watch Mick Mars, because again, he's figure, he's 10 years older than these guys or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. So they're all like, we're rock stars, and torches and nonsense and making faces. Yeah. He literally is just wandering through the video holding a torch. Yeah. He's not, he could not care less. He, he doesn't want to fucking be there nope. to the point where it looks like like you could have hired a fake Mick and just yeah, said, all right, because Mick like, went out to drink. <laughs> it's it's the best. It's so he's good. He's like, can I just get my paycheck? But again, that mix, you hear, again, it's it's a guitar it's so drum good. band. It's a fucking it guitar, yeah. and it's right in your face. It's, it's so driving. good. It's so driving and so good. And Vince sounds, another thing, Vince, he's good on, Vince is good on he record. He sounds tough. He sounds, yeah, he sounds aggressive great. and stuff. Yeah. He's great on record. It's he just live amazing. when he falls apart. Yeah. But, but that he sounds great there. Yeah. But that was their hook. They would they looked like you know they wanted to be attractive like women, but they would fuck you up. That's yeah. what that was the, how they tried to pitch themselves. And even in the songs, they sound like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear uh, another another big song from this album was uh, "Too Young to Fall in Love." But, uh, but for me, this is not a good album. It's got these two songs. It's got Shout at the Devil. They do a cover of Helter Skelter, which isn't bad. And then you're done. Oh, but I then I'm done. they did the Helter Skelter cover. But then I'm cover. done. Yeah. That's the thing with, they, the, 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 you're like, oh my God, these songs are great. And then you go, eh, that was not that good. Yeah. Eh. They, that, like I said, the first album has six legit great songs. Yeah. And then this one has. And I actually two. think the first album, I like all the songs. I, I, I do too, but I'm yeah. saying great songs where yeah. you'd go, oh, of that era, I'd play you six songs, you'd go, you'd know exactly what it's from and how yeah. good it is. Right. But this one, yeah, there's there's two songs on this album. And it's, it's or three songs Shout at the Devil, Too Young to Fall in Love, and Looks That Kill. Yeah. And, and the Helter Skelter cover is the Helter Skelter cover. Right. And, I, and I like it because it's, a, it's an aggressive take on the Beatles version, you know what I mean, which is an aggressive song anyway. Um, but I, I, the rest of the album is is filler essentially. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, you want to read that Ozzy Osbourne? Oh part? yes. Oh God, don't, do I? <laughs> <laughs> do I? Um, <clears throat> Ozzy hardly spent a night on his tour bus. He was always on ours. He'd burst through the door with a baggie full of coke, singing, "I am the Crelly man, doing all the Krell that I can, I can." <laughs> and we'd snort up the Krell all night long until the bus stopped and we were in the next city. Keep going. Oh, there's more. <laughs> in one case, that city happened to be Lakeland, Florida. We rolled off the bus under the heat of the noonday sun and went straight to the bar, which was separated from the swimming pool deck by a glass window. Ozzy pulled off his pants and stuck a dollar bill in his ass crack, then walked into the bar offering the dollar to e- each couple inside. 
When an elderly lady began to cuss him out, Ozzy grabbed her bag and took off running. He came back to the pool wearing nothing but a little day dress he had found in the bag. We were cracking up, though we weren't sure whether his antics were evidence of a wicked sense of humor or a severe case of schizophrenia. More and more, I tend to believe the latter. Mm-hmm. So this is in the movie, along with the, uh, the, the, snor- infamous. the infamous snorting of the ants and licking up his own uh, urine. And then licking up Nikki's urine. And then licking Once up- Once Nikki tried to top him, going, yeah. I can do that too. And then Ozzy shoves him out of the way and licks up Nikki's urine. Pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, now this. Oh wait, 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 wait. He, Ozzy licks up somebody else's urine. Ozzy licks up his urine, and then Nikki goes, well, "I can do that too." And Nikki pisses, pisses on, the ground. on the ground, and then Ozzy jumps in it and shoves him out of the too. way and licks it up. After he says, "Give me a bump," and they're like, uh, "Give me your straw," and he's like, "Hey man, we got no coke left." And he goes, "Give me a straw, give me a straw." Give me and he a gets straw. on his hands and knees and he snorts up a line of ants off the ground. Snorts them. Yep. Um, I and- don't know why Daddy did that. <laughs> <laughs> This is Sharon Osborne. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, God. And this is when Motley Crue went, uh, oh, uh, this is what it means to be a crazy rock star. Because they yeah. thought they were crazy they rock stars. They thought crazy. they were crazy. Until then, you meet Ozzy, you're not a crazy nope, rock star. Nope. Unbelievable. No. Yeah, he's your, he's your gold standard. He's your gold standard. All right, the next album, and they talk about this in the movie, too, because it's so great. When they talk about, not yes. this album. No, the line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. This album is, this Theater of Pain album it has the, it has it has what a great name though. Uh, it Come is. On. and the cover's great the cover right. looks great and it's got it's got a gigantic song with home sweet home and what's the original name of the album i forget do you remember it's it's i don't know it's called like mausoleum or some nonsense so it's some one of the <laughs> mausoleum. it's not doc mcgee because i wound up reading something and uh so that like they're on tour and uh they're, they're about to go on tour and they're writing the album and stuff and one of the guys associated with the band gets it tattooed on his arm the name of the album he's like yeah and vince goes nikki changed the title this morning the theater of pain <laughs> and the guy's literally got a tattoo oh, of the of the original title yeah, on his fucking is. arm yeah, yeah. so uh but this fantastic. album is terrible and in the in the movie vince the character vince, the guy well vince he says this album's terrible well, because Doc, Doc McGee's giving them a, on this. Yeah, Doc McGee's yeah. giving them a pep talk. He's like, hey, because they're not talking at this point. Like Vic, Vince and Nikki are kind of feuding. And, okay. Uh, and they're putting the stage set together. Yeah. And again, they take a lot of liberties in the movie. But, yeah, because like, the stage set says theater of pain. Yes. But then they just, then but they that go, day he changed, he changed it. So yeah. yeah, they had their stage already. Uh, so but the Doc McGee character is talking to Vince and he's... Uh, He's like, hey, man, once you guys get on the road, it's going to be fine. You're going to be out there. And, uh, and, and the Vince character goes, this album is shit. I yeah. know how bad it is. I got to sell it to these fucking people every yeah. single night. It's yep. terrible. There's two songs. And, yeah, and they went. And he's not lying. No, he's not lying. Uh-huh. This is a horrible, horrible album. And the fact that the band would let, again, the EP'd it, the executive producer, the, the movie and the book. Yeah. And for them to admit, yeah, we put out garbage. Yeah, we that was we a did. terrible album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first single that was released, I, I, first of all, I hate this song. I even hate the original, Smoking <laughs> in the Boys Room. I just hate it. Yeah. And uh, and their cover is it's trash. Well, when you do a note for note <laughs> yeah. cover, and you know they try to infect it with a little of their motliness and mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, hey, Mick, hey, Tom, you know, all that dumb shit. Yeah. You know, you're just like, it's Ugh. it's such a an aggressive attempt to 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 be commercial, cover up shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like that. They're just that's all they're doing. You know. So uh, there's a little uh, Heather on the show. Whenever there's a there's a song that we deem as bad, we have a little sting that goes before the song. So. <laughs> I'll play a little bit of uh, smoking in the boys' room, but first. Hey, you! It's a seagull stinkeroo. Well, 
Well, the song, yeah, but the music sounds again. It's great. The band sounds good. I'm not gonna argue. I just hate it. Fuck yeah, dude! Smoking, Tom. Now this album has only two songs, and one of them I hate. Yeah. Well, the weird thing—it's a good song, but it's just—it's—it's out—it's even outdated then. Yes. yes, you know what I mean. Like, and like I said, they did the, a note for note cover. They did a note for note. It's like smoking in the boy. Like what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but they made a crazy video and they got a ton of airplay because they yeah. were still coming out. You know, and, that, and that, this because this is the album that essentially. It's, it was with metal bands. It was always third album was really important, right? Yeah, you know, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, third album yeah. cr- made them huge, huge to the world, stars, and that's where yeah. they throw the power ballad on. Yeah, and and this is the song and uh, from this album that makes them gigantic. Now, Heather, did you work this one up? I did, but we don't have to. We can just play theirs. It's totally. I want to hear you. You're you're a you're you're you sing about a million <laughs> times better than Vince Neil. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I can if you want. Or did you want to play something different that you worked? Did you, how, what else did, did you? Work I just. I, that's the only one. Let's I do just, it. I, you I, brought your I, guitar. I, you tuned all right, it. All right. I did tune it. So hold on. Get, can well, I, it's more I than they second? did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're way ready. ahead of the game. Get ready. We can't have you not sing. But we can't stress enough to see this movie. It is a it is a garbage movie. It's There's a garbage no doubt. Movie, but but it's it. fun as hell. And if you, if you grew up in that it. time period, you're going to be like, oh, okay. And it also confirms a lot of the things you thought about these bands. You're like, well, I wonder if it was really like that. And these guys, look, yeah. they're making their own myth. But at the same fucking time, um, you know what? It was probably really like that. All right. All right. Well, when I get that on the thing there. Your album is what it is. That is true. Are you doing another album? No, do you know what's so interesting? My friend and I... Um, <laughs> I lost my voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I quit yeah, music. Yeah. I quit music. I'm going to be an architect. No, I, um, we've been, we just uh, composed our first film. I we know. did a score for it. a film. And then my husband has a couple shows coming out on a new streaming service, and we wrote the theme songs for that. So we've been just doing a That's lot of composing. Nice. Which it's actually really fun because there's... You know, with songwriting, you're like, I'm just going to write about love today. Oh. With composing, you're like, okay, here's this scene. Com- it's comedy a, it's doesn't f- work like that, by <laughs> the way, if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a father-daughter scene. This is the vibe of it. And then you can kind of write within those confines. And it's just, I think, easier. And it's still really fun. Now, here's what I want to say about your album, uh, what it is. Whenever, whenever a friend of mine gives me their art that they've done, it's hard to listen to it and separate that you know this person. You know what I mean? But with your album, I was totally able to step away from it and listen to it as if I didn't know you. And it is so fantastic. It's so good. I mean, it's like I'm listening to a Sheryl Crow album or or Melissa Etheridge, whatever you want to compare, whatever you want to compare one lady to another lady with. But uh, it's (laughs) your album is so good and your songwriting is so good. And I I, I love it so much. Thank you. So it's on iTunes. So go download these songs. (laughs) Yes. And uh, you better nail this because we have Tommy in a closet to punch you. He's going to screw it up. He's going to walk out and jack you. You know, I've never been punched into the face. Really? No. Yeah. Man or woman. Good. Every morning brings an opportunity into your life. <laughs> or hopefully hopefully you're, uh, it won't happen. Yeah. Hopefully I will never get punched in All the right. face. All right. I'm going to videotape it's, you it's doing over, what? It's okay. overrated. I'll it tell you that. Yeah. It's not good? No. <laughs> not good. All right. Yeah, this I'm going to folk the shit out of this song. Nice. So here we go. All right. Heather Stewart.
No, I'm a dreamer But my heart's gone I had to run away So I wouldn't come home, low. Just when things went right To me they're always wrong Just take this song And you'll never feel lost and all alone Take me to your heart Feel me in your bones Just one more night And I'm coming off this long and winding road I'm on my way singing along. No, no, no. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Home sweet home. There you go. I ruined it. <laughs> you know what I've seen? Too many romantic dreams. Up in lights. Falling off the silver screen. My heart's like an open book. For the whole world to read Sometimes nothing It keeps me Together at the seams I'm on my way I'm on my way Home sweet home Tonight, tonight I'm on my way I'm on my way Home sweet home Mars comes in. Big ol' I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Home sweet home. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. It, it is worth spending two hours talking about those misogynistic jagoffs to get that. Yes. Holy fuck. How great. Music is a fucking magic trick. God damn it. That was fantastic, Heather. Oh my God. That was Thank so you. damn good. Oh Mike, would you Thanks. like to do some stand up? Uh, incorrect, sir. <laughs> and I, I bet the audience is like, can she just sing the rest of their catalog? That'd be fantastic. Don't you want to do your theater of pain chunk from your act? <laughs> Listen to me, as good as this is for you guys at home, hearing that in your earbuds, whatever the fuck, yeah. I'm, I'm a foot away. And, and it's again, it's a fucking magic trick to see somebody come in and take... And also, it, it also shows, cliche-ridden as it is, 
junkies that they were, this is a, a great song. It's a great yeah, songs song. are fucking songs. Yeah. Songs and, are fucking songs. And if you yeah. take it and you interpret it, and again, you just did a fairly straight yeah. version, but with yeah. with a Heather Stewart fucking a yeah. tinge to it. God damn, that was fucking great. Thank you. Music is fucking magic. I love it. <laughs> so good. It's a really good song. As to cheesy be as it is, it's really good. But it is. Yeah. And I remember when I heard it, it, it had that same effect on me as a kid. Because uh, that piano, I don't mm-hmm. know if I, and like you'd know more about chords and things. It's exactly how I felt when I heard like "Don't Stop Believing" yeah. or something like that, or "Open Arms." It's that that piano. It hits you mm-hmm. in a place where you just go, yeah. "Jesus Christ, that's different," and I love it. And for them, so different. Yeah. And it was a gigantic, monstrous. Yeah. Hit. I, and God, you did it credit. You such did a great so song that it was able to carry an entire, entire album, album and tour of shit <laughs> and tour. Was yeah. there any other songs on that album other no, than no. "Smoking" and no, that song? That's there really is not. I mean. The uh, no, I can't get. I do believe I had yeah, that on cassette no, tape. I'm no. just pretty. Is City sure Boy Blues on there? Yeah, but it's I, a mess. That's it's what I'm a saying. mess because I'm like City Boy Blues is good, and I listen. I'm like, no, it isn't. And even <laughs> last sucks. night, last night I re-listened to the album because I wanted to be contrary. I wanted to bring something besides these two songs because I wanted to eliminate smoke. And I'm like, I, you know, because the co- covers yeah. you don't pick yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. I, yeah, you can't. There's, there's nothing else. It's on all here. trash. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Home Sweet Home is such a fucking grand slam. Yeah. And then the rest, it's, it's like the rest of the lineup is just striking out. It's so bad. Hi, baseball analogies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to 1987, Girls, Girls, Girls. Now, this is... Uh, this How many is, years between albums? Um... um May I? Uh, were they two years? Were yeah, they eighty-five credi- to eighty-seven. Were they credited with writing all of their own songs? Nikki Nikki Six is Nikki the main is the songwriter, guy. main songwriter, lyricist, and okay. sometimes he'll get help uh, with music from one of the other band members. But okay, he's but the mostly this he's is Nikki's Nikki's Nikki. band. It's Nikki's band. Okay, okay. Um, so girls, girls, girls comes out, and now they've they've changed their look. Now they're now they're leather and longer hair. And and motorcycles and but they're still tough and mean, yeah, but, but but not glam. They've, but, they've yeah. lost a lot of the glam because they in in response to all the glam bands they influenced, kind of oh. overwhelming the scene. Yeah, they yeah. went the other way and went leather jackets and motorcycles, which Mick was happy with, thrilled. But this album is is much better than Theater of Pain. But this is still not a good album for me. Again, it is a two song album. Yeah, and let's hear. Let's hear the first of the and I listen, seems like a familiar theme. And I, I listen to the I fucking listen I to the fuck out of these two songs. I mean, I the cassette, I would literally just rewind it because it's the first yeah. two songs on the album. And they do a cover of, on this album of Jailhouse Rock. And I just want to say, <laughs> here's my rule of thumb with Motley Crue. If there's a cover on the album, it's not a good album. But because, then, well, you're not. Yeah, okay, well, that's, well, that's the first five of the albums. I know. <laughs> the first album, no cover. Dr. Feelgood, no cover. Yeah. Um, Saints of Los Angeles, no cover. I mean, but if there's a cover on it, you can bet they didn't have the songs. But also, the, I, I, I never understood the covers from them because they, you know, the, the material's garbage. Most mm-hmm. of it is garbage. Yeah. But they, did they think that was going to salvage the album in some way? Because like, yeah. it's like when Van Halen in the beginning, Dave kept bringing covers. He wanted to do them because that was who they were. They were a cover right. band for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie fucking hated it. He's like, I, I got songs. We're yeah. fine. <laughs> we're good. I've got a couple. Um, but Dave was the front man in the band. You know, the yeah. record company listened to him. So he'd always get one on the first couple albums or yeah. whatever. Um, but their best albums are the ones also same without the cover yeah. tunes, in my opinion. But, well, here's, but, here, here's, a little, here's a little taste of what I'm talking about that's so bad. Hey, you! <laughs> it's a seagull stinkaroo. Also, it's live. I hate when they put a live track on a studio album. It's just stupid. It's a waste. But it's stupid even to attempt this song. But again, but it gives Mick and Tommy a chance to yep. fucking go off. 
Tommy uh-huh. sounds really good. He always Tommy sounds really good. Yeah, he Tommy's sounds great. A, Tommy is a fantastic rock and roll drummer. He really is. He's so fucking good. All right, here's a great song. It is. It's undeniable. This is great. You know what? They should put... Great it's song, a great yeah. fucking song. It's, it's a it, great it opens the album, song. and yeah. you hear that, and you're like, "This is gonna be fucking and you're great." Like, I'm in. So good. Yeah. yeah. And then the second song. Oops. <laughs> also gave strippers a new song to dance to. This single-handedly, until hip-hop came along, kept strip clubs alive. That is exactly what it, it's the strip club song of all time. It is, no doubt. (laughs) And a a video that you'll never, that you'll, they never forget. The chick, you know, the best part is that when they're in the motorcycles, you know, revving back and forth, (laughs) racing on on sunset, and then in the strip clubs themselves, it's, it just, it's aggressive. It's perfect. It's really good. Here's the worst lyric in the song, though. Crazy Horse, Paris, France, Forgot the Names, Remember Romance, I got the photos, a menage a trois, must have broke those Frenchies' laws. Yeah, because I used to think it was, must have broke like 13 laws. I thought that's what it was when that's I first better. heard it. Yes. Must but have broke when, those Frenchies' laws. laws. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, jerks. Those Frenchies. But that's the second song. And you're like, all right, well, here I'm we in, go. They, they've got their mojo back. Yeah. They're swaggering. This is fucking good. But no. And then, and then it just goes. It, literally, you know what they should have put on this album? And I, now that I think about it. Uh, that seagull stinkeroo, Motley Crue should cover that because it would it would apply to their whole fucking catalog. So Here's what I hate. I hate any I hate any rock song that has blues in the title. If you want if you want to record a blues song, but don't don't stamp it. Don't tell me it's blues. Yeah. And I hate any song that puts the word boogie in the title. <laughs> and here's one from Motley Crue from this album. This is called oh, This is such a bad t- Bad Boy Boogie. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> they should cover this. Lock up your daughters. They when say the knock mo- up your daughters? When the Motley's hit the road, lock up. Fucking terrible. Sucks. It's terrible. It's terrible. Do you think Mick just brought it in and they're like, yeah, good enough? I, I he Let's probably created, he created the riff out. for whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Let's find out who wrote that one. But they, uh, they like, just yeah, good enough. Bad just, Boy Boogie uh, six yeah. six six Lee and Mars. Yeah. 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 Um, so again, it's it's an album with two songs. Yes. As and this is a theme. This is this is what they do. 
Because Nikki was, you know, and at this time, Nikki's taking the spike pretty hard. I mean, he's 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 heroin addict, and, and yeah, yeah. he can't even find his taking fucking the spike pretty. Well, he is, man. I he mean, had a, he had a little too much krell. <laughs> I love it. Taking the spike. So he's and he's the main driving creative yeah. force. Yeah. And so so if you lose him, it's done. Yeah. If you're if you're Tommy, you know what I mean. You're you're waiting to drum on something awesome, and he's bringing you that. You're like, all right, well, I'll do the best I can with this, you know, and and. It's funny, even in the movie, you see Tom, Tommy as crazy and psychotic as he was. He was always he was the sunshine of the band. Yeah, Mick, yeah. Mick is a grave, <laughs> the a sun, walking grave. The sunshine of the band who hit punches women in the yes, face. Yes, I know. <laughs> but Nikki's in a closet for four weeks and dies from an overdose. Yeah. Vince is you know kills another guy in a car accident, and has his daughter die. <gasps> yes, and Mick is turning into a living statue. And like I said, yeah. he's a walking grave. And Tommy's like, "Hey, man, this is yeah. awesome." Mick, <laughs> Mick has a degenerative bone thing that fuses his spine together so that's why he's so stiff and rigid when he stands and plays he's had it his, oh, his whole life God, yeah. Really? Yeah. he's got a long ass name yeah so um wow okay so between but those first two songs make you think this is going to be great and then great. the rest of the album is it just the fucking trapdoor falls out there's and, not even a good ballad on there no. somewhere uh there's a ballad i just got <laughs> right it's called it's called you're all i need but it's terrible uh, yes. it's so bad all right so between 85 and 87 they actually, I mean, 87 and 89, they get clean. They get oh, it together. All of them? Yes. Okay. They make a, they make, make a, a pact. They make a pact that they're going to get clean because I think because Aerosmith was doing it, they're like, yeah. we got to do it too. Yeah. And they get, uh, they get a new producer. They work with, let me find it. I know it, but I don't want to get it wrong because people will yell at me. I know, right? Uh, they work with Bob Rock. They record, record up in Canada and they record an album called, with no cover, called Dr. Feelgood. And let's hear the title track. Is this one of your picks? The it title is. track? It is. Great tune. Yep. Don't talk yet, though. Here it is live. No. Might as well. I know. Oh, it's just, it, God. But uh, now, this album, this album is great. It, it's really great. There, there are, there's five singles off of it. Yeah. Um, one of them I, is just, to me, it's okay. But the other four songs are all standout fucking songs. I mean, what I, are they? Remind me. Oh, well, you're going well, to hear them. Because I picked two of them. I picked the did. two. I picked the two you wouldn't pick because I love them both. Yeah, I love these okay. two. And I, clearly, I, I think your second pick is going to be the, to me, that's the definitive Motley Crue song mm -hmm. off this album. But okay. the two songs I picked, I, I love. Which one do you want first? Uh, SOS? Yeah, because that's fantastic. This is same old situation. And you gotta hit the chorus on that. I will. Hey, boys. You just gotta laugh. 
And then it's got that hit the no 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 because that's the sync with the crowd, just the crazy. There's a part in the movie where um, Vince is in the, uh, in the booth singing, recording this Dr. Feelgood album. And I think, are they dicking? I, I'm trying to see if I remember this right. They're dicking with him a little bit. They're like, come on, Vince, can you do better than that? And he like, just like, all right. Yeah. Because this is like an album where they're like, no, we're going they're full all, out. We're they're real all, musicians. And they're all present and accounted for. Yeah. They're yeah. Not, it's, their, it's their triumphant return, kind of. Yeah. Got it. And so they actually make him do more vocal takes than he wants to do. And he's just like, all right, you fuckers. And then, then he, yeah. How about this? Crushing it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. So uh, my next song, I'll just play uh, the next big, big hit, which is... A monster, and still a monster, a monster and, yeah. and still one of their, uh, probably their three signature tracks. Kickstart My Heart. Big chorus. Because I think they wanted to, in in speaking of uh, Heather's T-shirt, I think they wanted to have some of those things like that Bon Jovi had and what Def Leppard and Def Leppard was doing yes. these big sing-along choruses, and uh, and they did it. Well, and that song, I I I almost I, I hate to be this guy. If you can play the open, can you do that, or you got it on there, or no? Uh, just because that from the, the opening of Kickstart My Heart, just the opening, the opening riff, because it's like all of a sudden you're just it it it's adrenaline from the jump. Of that song, you know, there's no slow build really. It just it brings you right the fuck in. I think I can play it. Okay, let me see. I hope so. Oh, nope, I can't. What? No, I can. All right, hold on. I'm will. I'm holding. <laughs> I don't have a producer We're anymore. Here. It's just me. Uh-huh. That sounds like a fight, and here comes drums. Right out of the fucking gate, baby. Mosh pit. So, yeah. Van, so Van Halen of them. Yeah. Just, Eddie knows how to begin and end fucking songs. Yeah, sure Dave, Dave says it all the time. He's like, we end songs better than anybody in the fucking world, yeah. man. Eddie knows how to do it. And he then sure that's does. Yeah. right, right. That's exactly what. Grabs you by the throat from the fucking yeah. jump. Yep. When you're like, yes, I'm in. And, and just when you think you can't get better, then it goes And you're like, holy shit. That's a goddamn chainsaw, baby. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is. This is in their top two albums easily. They're Maybe the best. No, they're yeah. They should have this. This should have been your. You're dining out on this album for the rest of your goddamn life. I mean, you, you this and the, the you know, your first album is the first album. But this is this so is, far this away. This is their best album. Yeah. Clearly, I, I love the first album and it's fantastic. 
But, for, but sonically a, and everything else. As a fully is, realized idea of what Motley Crue as a band could have been, yeah. this is their fucking album, clearly. And here's your other pick. Don't oh. go away mad. Oh. Love it. Go away. Love it. I almost did this one, yeah. Also, at this time, the band looks better than they ever looked. Yeah, they're healthy. Like Vince yeah. looks. This is when you would. This yeah, would be the cute looked, Vince. This well, is fighting trim Vince. I was, yes. in high, I, I was in high school, so this for me. Oh was sure. Like, yeah, like Vince and, and so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at uh, that point. Also, album sales. I just want to give a rundown. First album sold a million. Then Shout at the Devil, Theater Pain, and Girls, 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 those shitty albums all sold 4 million copies. Wow. Thank you, MTV. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then Dr. Feelgood sold 6 million, but if those sold 4 million, they should have sold 10. Yes, it should have. It's that good. And that's, uh, I, for me, that song's better than Home Sweet Home. Uh, as, a, as a ballad, like a sad, you know, because that's a sad I road ballad. I think this song is a ballad. It's though, a, really. No, this is more of a breakup where, hey, you know that's what? A, this didn't work. And it's, it's a mature take okay. on that kind of thing for them. And yeah. I, we need a Heather Stewart version of this song, by the I'll way. I'll do it. Next time I you can make it. No Next time we come, Next I time. for sure will. I almost chose this one. I'll bring you in uh, Leah, what's her name? Leah Finkelstein. Finkelstein. I always think I'm going to say that wrong. Yeah. Leah Finkelstein. Leah Finkelstein. And, and, Mike, and Mike Schmidt. You're bringing Mike Schmidt? <laughs> you I gotta be here for that. I will send you a video. I hope so. <laughs> um, yes, please have us back. But that's a, that. that's a very mature song for them. That's a very, yeah. hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's turn the page. We're breaking up and it's okay. And the video actually is a very mature video for them. It should be, that's all right. That's okay. I'm sorry I hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, lose the I'm sorry and we've got Motley Crue. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, they, in the video, they're, they're grabbing jackets, they're shooting pool, they're yeah. like, they're, letting, they're yeah. helping a guy get over a breakup. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like yeah. a very, a, a big step for them, you know, because yeah. a lot of yeah. the time they're, they're just being dick bags, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but in this song, it's, it seems like a mature approach to a relationship, which is weird for them. All right. In 91, they released a, uh, they released a compilation album with a couple new tracks called Decade of Decadence. I'm going to stop you real quick just because one more thing with uh, Dr. Feelgood. Sure. Without You is the fifth single. Oh. Yes. The ballad. I don't know. I Without don't, do I have... You. Yeah. It was a huge ballad hit huge. for them. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's, for me, it's, it's clearly the five spot on okay. this. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't going to pick it, but it's, it, but it was there. It was one of those things yeah. where it, the jet stream of this album pulled yeah. that up the charts. Okay. Because yeah, then they you. made, they were like, well, we got to make a fifth video because this thing is still charting. Because it's still charting. And that's it went, it was huge on MTV. It was one of those things that was always number one on the IRL. Yeah. Uh, so Decade of Decadence comes TRL. out in 91. And this song, uh, I think this just keeps going with what they, builds on what they did with Dr. Feelgood. This song is called Primal Scream. Heavier. 
to the chorus. Again, big chorus. Yeah, you know. I feel like every one of these songs, you could plunk in the girls, girls, girls chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I could hear that. I, I just keep yep. wanting to sing that, but yeah. I don't even remember this song. Do you well, guys remember that's, this was song? One, yeah, I do from MTV because there was a video and it was. I think it was squarely in Nine Inch Nails territory. At yeah, that oh, time. yeah, the turn it happened. Yeah, yeah the Nirvana turn. Yeah. The turn it happened. And, but yeah, you're you're. That's a. I, I like that. Uh, what you're saying because I this always felt to me like an outtake from Feel Good. I mean, I, I was just yeah. like, well, this just didn't make that album, and they had that laying around. And they, and they had go, the well, we're going to put out more. Yeah, yeah with our compilation. Yeah, and this is this signals a. You know, like I said, a lot of their stuff was garbage before, but their songs that were good had that spark. This starts to signal a way where they they write in that very plodding, losing the aggressive, the aggressive punky, poppy, you know, that sort of thing. And so he starts to really write like that now going forward in these next few albums. It's a lot of gong, 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 the very almost like they were trying to interpret grunge their way right. and try to stay relevant rather than just writing what they did because they're, they're, they were dead. Their music is dead. Yeah. And so they tried to... to uh, we'll hear. We'll hear. Yeah, because I don't remember anything after, well, what after happens, like 89 with you, them. Dude, I, yeah. he literally, he's like, we're doing this. And I wrote him an email and I go, are we doing anything after Feel Good? Like, we're really not, are we? And he yeah. goes, nope, we I are. need songs from all of them. And I'm like, so wow. I mean, I'm listening. I yeah. listened to these albums just the past two days. Yeah, just and, to kind uh, of get familiar with maybe what and, they and let's have. Say, I'm glad to talk to humans again because yeah. holy God, is it garbage. But anyway, wow. we're getting there. Jesus. All right. Well, then what happens is we have a lineup change. 94 rolls around. How are you doing, Heather? I know you have an in, out. Um, I also, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still here for a few more minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I also don't want anyone to get... You're a, picking the right time to get out, by yeah. the way. I don't want anyone <laughs> to get a ticket either on their meter. So if you guys have to feed the meter... No, I will, but in a... In a I'm in a two-hour spot. You should so be good. I'm good. Go. Yeah, yeah I'm too. good. All right. Man, I want to play this for you, Heather, before you leave. Because this, yeah. this isn't going to be till the end of the show. But I just want to, since you're here, I want to get your take on this. Okay. Uh, they if released, you play the live feel-good track again, I'm throwing the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. It is a cover, though. But they released a soundtrack for The Dirt with four new songs. They recorded four new songs. And this is the cover. Motley Crue did. Motley Crue. Yes. And this is the this is the cover that they did for this. I just want to get, I probably, I know you haven't heard this. Shut right? up. I know. What? No influencing. I'm not saying anything. Vince's vocals were a little not so, I don't know what they call it. That sounds really fucking good. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Heather. 
<laughs> it sounds really good. Thank you. Yeah. Because people are making fun of it and tearing Why? it apart. No. Songs are fucking songs, and that yes, song is it's a, a fucking great bop. Song. And their take on it, and then the, the, they better than it. any of their other covers. And I like how they slag a bad. They change it up in the chorus. And they get like in the chorus, they yep. change it they, up. They go in the pocket with it, yeah. like, for them, so their own fucking thing. Like Dude, all, it's like all Jefferson Airplane. So I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. Thank you, God, Heather. You're a goddess. Boom. Bam. Because I'm telling you, I, I had are to people deal, making fun of it. Oh, relentlessly. All the metal fans are mad that they did it oh, because so you know dumb. Madonna and their pussies or whatever the fuck. Oh, and even yeah. Pat and I had a discussion. He's like, I don't understand the placement of it because it's. And I said, it's '80s. It's the one of yeah. the quintessential '80s songs. And then, and then he sold me on it when he told me that. So I'm like, all right, because they're from the also, '80s. Also, I feel like right now it's very popular to do '80s songs. But they did. But they did a great job. Because again, as we've said, yeah. As a musician, you know, yeah. hooks are hooks, songs hooks are, are songs. Hooks, songs are songs. And if you stay true to that hook, but then you you. Give it a little Motley Crue sauce on it. I love it. Let's I fucking say, love within, it. Motley Crue sauce. Yeah. How is that not a thing? <laughs> within three notes, I know what song that is. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of song that is. So great. So that's like, that's an amazing pop song. And you're they not turned gonna, into like a cool rock song. Yes, you're yeah. not going to go wrong with, with beautiful, and great Vince hooky pop song. I pretty good on it. Not bad. I, just, I think it's, um, I like when the vocals are a little more out, out front. front a little bit. Yeah. But I think I they did that mean. on purpose, and I thought it was a good choice for them. Okay. Because they, uh... It also to Maybe me he was sounding a little thin, yeah. so they put him there's, back in the mix clearly, a little. That's exactly what he sounds thin. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good way to put it. Yeah. He also, sounds thin, but he's not. Oh no, <laughs> not oh, at all. Oh, oh Vince, <laughs> so big. Vince looks like you know as if he was a cuckoo clock, and his stomach would open, and an old Vince would pop out. <laughs> he's like Cogsworth from um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he's got a quato like Total Recall of, of young Vince in his chest who sang this. You one. know what? Middle age is hard. It is. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm super there. Oh my yeah. god. I'm gonna advance a theory that they mixed it like. Like that on purpose because the band the dirt has always been a one for all all for one type of thing mm-hmm. so they didn't want anybody over anything it's not nothing dominates because in the old days we said guitar yeah. drum and then Vince right. would be on it but I, they buried him in the mix on this so it's kind of they an all him, a yeah. unified front it's all four guys are represented at once in my yeah. opinion so I'm and I look thank God Heather thank you for being with oh me oh my God because yeah, no, people I really, are ripping at the shreds and I'm like fuck so you're funny. wrong no have a I sense think it sounds great enjoy it it's such a great song well, also it was for the movie and you're right it's a, the, the quintessential 80s song yep. that they just did and they I like and it and it, it's these junkies with a wink and a smile yeah. going you know what we get it jokes on you yeah That's by the way we would have punched Madonna in the face Ex- if she was here <laughs> <laughs> but she would have punched us back of course she would have they would have taken that beating happily she would have stabbed them back yeah with their high heel. With their high heel. I'm going to play you another song from a new song. From The Dirt. This actually plays during the end credits of the movie. And this is called The Dirt. And it features Machine Gun Kelly, who... Played Tommy. Who plays Tommy. Okay. I think I saw a little bit of this. You know who Machine Machine Gun Kelly is, right? He's a rapper and... Sure. White guy. (laughs) White guy rapper. Took out him and Adam. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Sorry. Here we go. Right? I like it. Yeah. Great hook. I'm gonna keep it on until Machine Gun Kelly does his thing. I should have covered this. That's good. Yeah. Here comes Machine Gun Kelly, right? The 
more on Machine Gun Kelly. Stab to this part. This part. All right. If you had a whole chorus and everything in right. a verse, we'll talk over it so we won't get in trouble. Right. <laughs> but this is this is a Motley Crue fucking song, it and is. they wrote it now. I'm yeah. gonna say very on brand. Yes, on brand. I love it. That's totally. How that's how I'm sending. On that's how I'm sending you out, Heather. With that, <laughs> <laughs> they they are like one of the most. They are maybe the most self-referential band in music because they always think about the Motleys or Tommy, or yeah. they couldn't break us down. It's always right. this written from a viewpoint of us against the world. We're a gang, yeah. man, yeah. and we'll get to that in another album, a couple of albums too. That I we're kind going of through. appreciate that a right, lot. It's you. so honest. Oh, it's just honest. It's You're they're so not cool. trying to be cool and politically correct. They're just like, give me the dirt. Yeah, that's what we want. So we want. That's the one thing is they uh, unvarnishedly they they expose who they were and yeah. they don't they you know they don't really apologize. They go, hey man, all this shit fucking happened. So yeah. we are. Yeah. Well, before we before, and by the way, you can choose not to see it. That's right. Yeah, and you can hate them because <laughs> they are they're, they're ha- eminently yeah. hateable. Yes, yeah, absolutely. totally. And you can choose to hate them. The uh, well, we're going to send you off on okay. this before we get yeah. into the next. But wait a okay. minute, now we got to promote a little bit. Oh, where, okay. Where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at heather stewartcom It's S T E W A R T, and also um, all of my composing and stuff that I've been doing with. My friend Leah Finkelstein is at themusicgarage.net. You That's also kind of our and you also have like team. a you have a group. It's not. It's not a. Is it? It's not a comedy. What? No, that's no longer. Oh, you don't happening. do that anymore. We yeah. won't talk anymore. Okay. <laughs> that sort of has. We've retired. You've retired. But that's what were they retired. called? It was the Boubé Sisters. Okay. It was the a Boubé singing si- comedy oh group. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny, really good. But that's sort of that's on. We've yeah. onto new new on things, new, new horizons, new horizons. On Twitter, yes. you're on Twitter at uh, at Heather Stewart on Instagram at Heather Stewart, and the only reason is because my husband's really techie and he got me in there early. <laughs> so it's not like Heather. Stewart won. <laughs> it's actually at Heather Stewart. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, the music's on iTunes. On iTunes and, and Amazon and probably Spotify if you do that sort of thing. And I'd like to have you and Leah on. And yes, together. please and do. It'd be so fun. Try think of a topic we could do. Think of a kind of music or or songs that have boobé in the title or whatever. <laughs> and and we'll do it. We'll schedule it and we'll do it. Because I would I, love it. Do you ever do like composing or like theme songs or that kind of a thing? We can. Okay. We can I would do love it. to do that. Okay. All right, cool. great. Thank you, Heather. Oh my gosh, thanks. Thank you both. It was so fun. All right, we're back, and it's uh, the show's about a thousand percent less interesting now that Heather's gone. It is clearly, but I've got a song I worked up. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Is it Happy Birthday? <laughs> to, to coincide with my kids' party story? Oh, of course. Okay, so what happens, Mike? In '94, is um, Vince leaves the band. All right, so hang tight. So, so Feel Good's '89. And then decade to decadence is... 91. 
So you're talking three years later now. Mm -hmm. They've taken three years off. Yeah, grunge comes in. Yes, and and destroys them. Destroys, destroys everything. That, that whole style of music is crushed. Well, I came in and ruined all good music. Really, mm. you could have still bought that music. <laughs> I still did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, it's like when people say it ruined it. If your bands were still releasing music and you weren't buying it, then you're the problem. Yeah, if you gave up on the Scorpions, look in the mirror yourself, buddy. <laughs> That's your fucking If fault. bad English wasn't good enough for you... <laughs> Uh, so uh, they get John Karabi. He came from a band called The Scream. So Vince leaves, and they bring in a new lead singer called John Karabi. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Vince gets a, a two-album deal with Warner Brothers, which was probably huge. Did they not hear him sing live? I Well, they don't care. They care about wax. That's it. But let me ask you this. I, I don't even have any recollection of Vince Neil's solo career at all. None. Uh, it was Steve Stevens was his guitarist? You're fucking kidding me. No. And uh, is it Vic, Vicky Fox from... From Britney Fox? No, or, Vic, I think it's Vic Fox from... No, it's, it's Vicky. It Vicky is. Fox from Enough's Enough. Yeah, yeah. Was his drummer. Oh. I don't know who the bass player was. Uh, like a in, mini David Lee Roth yeah, super band. Yeah, with you're she invited, and, but your friends can't come. I, I know that song. Uh, yeah, you know what? I know exactly what and, that is. Uh, Holy but shit. The, again, the albums weren't good. Tim, one or two songs, and the albums just weren't great. Well, because Nicky's not writing for him anymore. Right. I think Rod Nevison produced the first one, which is gigantic. Okay. But, so anyway, they released this self-titled Motley Crue. They, it's self-titled because they feel like they're rebranding themselves. <laughs> yes, they do. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, this is a great album. It mm. just doesn't, I see, I think it's great. I think, and I think a lot of people think it's great. It just, it doesn't sound like Motley Crue. They, they, they broke away from what they do and maybe they strayed too far. You've hit a really salient point of what I wanted to say about because going forward now, the rest of the albums we're going to hear, uh, save for one. But I mean, the, the next three albums to me don't sound anything like Motley Crue. I, 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 it's weird to me. Like the Motley mm -hmm. Crue that I know, the Motley Crue that had hits, the, the you know the yeah. and again tons of garbage in their catalog. <laughs> but there would always be two songs or three songs. Well, right. that's a fucking Crue song. Tons that's them. Of garbage. Well, that's what they had. I mean, literally. Yeah. Because another thing too about these next three albums we're about to talk about. There's like 13 songs on each album. They, you could have easily lost at least five an album. Four, four, you could have lost four of these songs for each album. This is, this is five or six albums crammed into three, and, and you yeah. didn't need to and do that. The songs on this album are really long. Yeah. Uh, all five minutes, a couple six-minute songs. You know, but and for uh, me, like you said, you say great album, and uh, and this is I think where we're gonna we're gonna part ways a little bit. I'm not because, gonna fight. I'm mean, gonna argue about it. <laughs> but I just uh, I did bring the single, which is a uh, Hooligans Holiday. And when you hear this, because I listened to the album the last yeah. few days, this is clearly the single. Music sounds good. They did not go with someone who sounds like Vince. It sounds really crisp. Yeah. Right out of the Allison Chains playbook. So 
So remember, there's a part in the movie where they walk by, and do they see a Pearl Jam poster? It's just we get it. We come in on a scene, and there's a Pearl Jam poster on the wall, and it's and uh, that's just to stamp to, it to show you here's what what's going to happen. On. Yeah, but for me, again, this this is the era of him writing these plotting chug chug you know gung, 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 five minute songs that don't that don't have any hook let's do that again what if that's our play out song today but that's that's what this is it's muddy even though it's a crisp production bob rock they retain bob rock right but it's a very muddy song in that it's a it's a the guitar is just kind of fuzzy and not because like i said very clear in the other songs mick is that you very like i said plays with a razor right, blade right, right. but in this one it's just it's just kind of soupy you did pick songs though what you what's the first one you want well i you know what because when i listened to this album i picked i picked the songs that didn't sound like the other songs okay because they are the ones that jumped out at me clearly that is the single that i listened yes. to uh but the first song i picked was a song called love shine because on this album it stood out to me as something that was a good song all right to your love shine And then, uh, but if you played that for yeah. somebody, yeah. you could give them a hundred guesses and they would never guess it was Motley Crue. They would not guess it was Motley Crue. And I think if you played this one too, they wouldn't guess it was Motley Crue. This is Drift Away. Look a nice little acoustic ballad thing but very early 90s yep. you know that could be fuel yeah that could be what is it sister mary three or one of those fucking bands you know what i mean right. you're just like all right i you don't know the uh it, now there's also a part in the movie mike where uh they're they're not playing arenas anymore they're in theaters and there's yeah. a half full theater and you look out and um there's a girl that hold, is holding a poster that says bring vince back yes. which is i told you that's ridiculous no one pays money to go to see them and then brings that poster. And I, I laughed with you <laughs> and I, I agree with you, but also we did see Gary Cherone Van Halen and we saw people <laughs> spitting at Gary Cherone. That's true. But you, but those tickets were $2. Yes. I mean, we <laughs> saw them at, at Van Halen's Nader. We were in yeah. the building when literally if you bought a, a fill up at Chevron, you got $2 tickets to see Van Halen. I'm so glad we were there. Though. And people were there to yell at Gary Sharon. I mean, it was just, it was rough. I'm glad we went too, but yeah. Let's do one more. You got Poison Apples. I did. And again, does not sound like a Motley Crue song and, and is a good song off this album.
<laughs> to me, on this album, that's the closest to old school Motley Crue feel good. If Vince sings that fucking song, you go, yeah. oh, okay, that's a fucking Motley Crue song. What's What I've never uh, seen, uh, and I should just look online, I'm sure it's there, I've never heard John Karabi sing any of the Motley Crue classic oh, catalog. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how he did on those songs. Uh, he, but he was a singer. I'm sure yeah. he was great. But, but the thing is, as we both know, um, you know, you, you can replace David Lee Roth with Gary Sharon because he can hit the notes, but he's not David Lee Roth. Right. And so people were going to hold it against him no matter what. With, with yeah. Karabi, even if he fucking sang the catalog infinitely better than Vince, he ain't Vince. He's not a peroxide blonde who's running around. And the, the and nostalgia plays a huge part with these bands. Yeah. So people want it to be what it was when they were 15 years old. So three years passes, and then they realize, hey, you get fucking Vince back in the band, right? Yeah. Well, because uh, certainly that blonde woman in the crowd was thrilled. <laughs> well, her poster worked. <laughs> it put him over the top. Bravo. They weren't going to do it. Bravo, Sharpie and poster board. <laughs> you have reunited your favorite band. You changed the face <laughs> of rock and roll. Now, this album, Generation Swine is um, it's produced, it's co-produced by a guy named Scott Humphrey, who I think was just like an, and I could be wrong, so please, no emails. Um, I think it was just like an engineer or a friend that was hanging around and they or, let him like Or if you're going to send produce. emails, be kind about it. Just go, oh no, he's Scott Humphrey. We know who he is. Like that sort of thing. Be nice. Be instructional. I didn't tune in to hear <laughs> Motley Crue misinformation. Scott well, the, Humphrey was... Uh, well, we talked about that when the dirt, the, the trailer came out. Online, there are people who are like, you couldn't even get the car right that he killed Razzlin. I mean, I'm not going to watch this piece of shit. And I'm like, you kill yourself. Honestly, <laughs> if you're that much of a completist that you need to have the, the, the fucking complete car. I mean, what are you doing with your life? That reminds me of something I, I did want to say. Molly Crew released two box sets back in the day after the Razzle thing. And those box sets are called Songs to Crash Your Car To. No. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, how... There's not an AR guy who goes, you know what, maybe. Guys, <coughs> sorry. D doesn't Vince's attorney even say, <laughs> look, maybe? Don't do this, guys. Well, it's like naming the, the next album Razzle Dazzle. I mean, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't do something like that. You're just basically reminding me, hey, remember when we killed that guy? I mean, what are you doing? Molly Crew with opening band decapitated. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Don't lose your head over this album. Oh, shut up. So with Generation Swine, I feel like they're trying to do too much. They're trying to be glam and techno and, you know, all everything. Yes. Everything. This was very much, I, and it sounds like the flailings of a band trying to stay relevant. Hey, let's try this. Well, let's do that. And that can be very freeing yeah. if they look at it from that. Uh, but instead of, I think it was more of a, a bid for relevance than it was for a way to go, hey, yeah. you know what? We've got nothing to lose anymore. Let's channel whatever influences we have left into this. Um, I think it was more a, a very calculated idea and it almost sounds like a, a, a record that the, the label made them make. And what if you do this? What if you do this? That kind of too many, too many voices. I remember they tried to make this in the media, a big deal when, yeah. in 1997, it was like, guess who's, I think they were going to perform it, uh, not the Super Bowl, but at like some sports event. They're like, who's going to be performing to next week? At really? The yeah. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the AMAs. Yeah. But some big awards. deal where they some were going to reintroduce themselves to the world. Exactly. So, uh, I'm going to play a song you picked and I picked too. This is co-written. It's Nikki Six and Brian Adams wrote this song. Really? This is glitter. This is right up your fucking alley. Yeah. When we First of all, I've said it many times on here. I hate when any song has, we make love in it. We made love. <laughs> I made love. I just, it drives me crazy. But this is glitter. It's hard to tell if you're dreaming of me or someone else. 
I do like that song. Doesn't well, sound like crew. That's why I like it. Yeah. It, it. It gets away from the chug chug. It gets away from their template. And it's different. They, they said, well, let's, let's do something a little, let's stretch out a little bit. Let's do this. But I will say this, because this is the return of Vince. Yes. And he does not sound like Vince at all on this album. No. You, he's just, because he, he's shot. He's shot at this point. He's drank the voice away. And now, now is the uh, era of let's do what we can with Vince's voice. Yeah. Let's affect it as much as we can. Let's make it thin and spare mm. on these new covers. Yep. They do whatever they can to bury it in the mix. Because that, that, again, that literally also does not sound like Motley Crue, which is one of the reasons I picked it. It stood out on this album as something different, something that they tried, but that doesn't sound like Vince at all. If this is his big re-entry into the band, and then you listen to it, you go, well, fuck, this doesn't capture any of the old magic or any of the old spark. They sound like four tired guys. <laughs> and here's another sound that does not sound like Motley Crue. <laughs> hey, you, it's a seagull stink Son, twenty years later, son punches him in the face. Woof! What <laughs> remember, a fucking dog! Remember when you beat mom yeah. when I was three? Yeah. Fucking take this! <laughs> it's it's, and and I will say this again: the orchestration, the music. If you got somebody who writes talented, a talented lyricist and a good singer, you can do something with that arrangement. Right. Yeah, but it's awful. It's it, it makes no sense. And again, it's tacked on. It's like the fifteenth song on the album. Uh, it's the last one. And he's a lyric where he goes, she's your mom. Shut up. It's so dumb. It's like a three-year-old wrote this. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Because again, once you get away from, from Nikki, you know, we're, yeah. we're not dealing with a bunch of Mensa dudes in this fucking band. You know what I mean? So he no, went... I mean, I don't even know if they graduated high school, some of these dudes. No, of course not. I don't think not. any of them did. Mick, maybe. And again, look, that, does, that doesn't mean that you can't... I didn't graduate high school, so that's fine. Right, but Yeah, and that doesn't... I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying... I'm using that because they're such lunkheads. I don't know what else to say. But that's, that's their deal. You know, yeah. that's, and they were cock rock from the jump and always... Mm -hmm. But aggressive and angry and dangerous. And then when they got old and fat, that, you know, that doesn't place much anymore no. so you're now you're doing this and he's writing tributes to his kid and you're like this isn't live wire this isn't the no, fucking stuff no. you guys do you run around but they felt obligated the clowns. I'll, I'll bet nikki was like you know tommy's been here through thick and fucking thin and he wants to do this and it's his kid and he loves his kid let's fucking let him because there's no this does not belong no certainly on any album tommy you're a great dad but there's already 12 or 13 songs on this album there's no reason to tack this, this on at the end this follows shout at the devil 97 which is uh, which I, we don't fucking need i didn't know it existed I literally, because again, we're in, like I said, for me, I had to because listen I'm to these. I'm the only one you know that owns this music. Of course. <laughs> I, I, because you told me, you are like, yeah. we're doing this deep dive. And I genuinely wrote him an email and said, are we doing anything after feel good? Because we're doing all of it. And I went, holy <laughs> shit, I better listen to that stuff. Because I'd never heard it. Holy shit, I need to get paid for this one, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I listened and I, I, you know, the last two days is when I crammed these albums into me. And, uh. You know, there it's all of it is skippable. All of it is is generic. Mm -hmm. um, these these three albums for me are just you know you don't now, you I don't do, need I them. think there's some highlights on the next ones coming up. Not this one. Well, are we going to play my other one off Swine or no? We well, don't we don't really have to. But if you if you want to, that'd be great. I'm not going to. Okay, <laughs> but I do want to do the single because I think this is a great tune. Afraid. Okay. 
This was the single. This was the video. It's going to pick chicken in a minute. It, no, I, I'm with you. It is at least sonically interesting. And here's your other one, Rocket Ship. Okay. I won't shiv you. But again, I picked this for a reason. You can guess. We'll take my rocket ship. Is that Vince? That's Nikki on lead vocals yep. in Rocket Ship. That's why I picked this. This has a Dream Academy feel yeah, to it. It does. Uh, some people that appeared on this album, David Page from Toto plays piano and harpsichord. Rick Nielsen and Robin Zander do backing vocals on Glitter. John Karabi is credited as a... Mm, I can't talk. Is credited with rhythm guitar and backing vocals. And Karabi also has a, has a co-write here on a song called... Uh, Flush. But that's because Nikki probably had these left over from the sessions with, yeah. with from from the Motley Crue album, and he brought them to this, and then they they worked it in, in a way Vince could do it. But there again, that song right there, like I said, it's that doesn't sound like Motley Crue, but no. it's, it sounds like a good song, very like I said, very Dream Academy, very floaty, and uh, and also I I, I want to give a, a, a mention to Nikki here because Nikki is this was his band, it's his band. And he never forced himself in. He never was like, I'm the star. He's never, I've got to sing. He never, you nope. know, because he could have very easily sung one song on every fucking album. He could have done all that stuff. Right. But if anything, he he knew the plan. He fucking stuck to it. And he knew who they were. And he wrote the songs and they they liked the songs because yes. they recorded the songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So if anything, Generation Swine should have been the most sounding Motley Crue album of all time because... It was such a big push that Vince is back. It's the original band again, back but, doing what we do. But but they're tired again at yeah. that point. And I and I bet you know again, this was a marriage by necessity. Yeah. Because the Karabi thing was such a fucking failure, and the Vince solo career did not work. So they went, well, look, we're better off with one another, even though they probably couldn't stand one another. Yeah. You know, they still at at their basic level they they are still these lunkheads yeah and they probably hold grudges and they're probably fucking angry you know tommy's in the tabloids all the fucking time all and the time all the and nikki's, porn nikki everyone's too. got a porn tape but nikki yeah and, and nikki but nikki's married to popular famous actresses yep. and stuff like that i mean they, they're living these weird crazy lives they could have never imagined so now they're millionaires coming yep. together and being forced to work together when they wish they could call their own shots and i think this album sounds bloated and tired yeah, they just, uh, they were hoping it would be something great, and it is not. And you, you know, this surprises me. Hi. You are a guy who's big on album art, who's big on covers, mm. who's big on yeah. that. This album and the name and the cover is awful. Yeah. It's pig, awful. Pig masks and yeah, yeah. Generation Swan. But, but if, you're, if you're bringing Vince back, mm. how are they not on the cover of the fucking album? Yeah. So you can go, oh, because remember, everybody tuned them out after Karabi. 
yeah. and went, fuck Motley Crue, they're done. Well, if you missed any of the hype back then, which you could have, yeah. and then you look at that album, you're like, oh, they're back with Karabi making a garbage album again. Right. You know, you've got to put Vince front and center yeah. on the fucking album cover to go, look, we're on back. The ba- inside, they're all wearing three-piece suits and ties. Yes, they look which cool. is the cover. That's they the, look cool. And it's a nod to Dress to yep. Kill. That should be your cover. But instead, you go with that dumb cover and the bad name, which makes it look like a concept album about capitalism. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, man? You, this is not who you are. It, it, the whole thing was a misfire. Now, a year later, 98, they release a Greatest Hits album, a proper Greatest Hits album, and they have two new songs on here, and I think they, uh, I think they nailed it on this, Mike. You let me know what you think. First one is Bitter Pill. Already? Yeah. That's Spotly Crew. Where was this a year ago? Yep. And he sounds like Vince. That's the looks to kill riff, by the way. I have goosebumps. It's great. Because I don't, again, I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. I didn't know this existed. Yeah. And that is, that is a Motley Crue song. Yep. Even the guitar riff, mm-hmm. it, it has, he's back to the clean, yank, 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 yank. you know what yep. I mean? It's That's so different from the muddy garbage we heard on the last yep. two albums. That's a legit bonus track. And, and, now, he, and he sounds like Vince. Yep. And here's Enslaved. Those are both solid. I don't, I don't hate that. But, but bitter pill kicks its ass clearly. Yeah. But uh, and I will say this, you know, hearing that right there, it is, it is so funny to me how much Vince, later Vince, um, if you took early Vince and then later Vince and yeah. you you mix them together, uh, you get uh, enough's enough. <laughs> yeah, true. He, he literally sounds. Is that Chip? Right, Chip's the lead singer. Yeah, yep. He sounds like because uh, Donny V. Well, maybe Donny. Uh, no, Donny V. Donny V. He sounds singer. like Donny V. Just that 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 because it's a lower register, but more of that. It's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that thing. Yep. Uh, but I, that song enslaved is uh, that's very grungy. Yeah. Very early. You know, very nineties. Bitter pill is solid. Bitter pills. A, that's a Motley Crue song, yep. man. All right, we move on to two thousand. Man, we're we're breaking into. The Millennium. <laughs> he says, this is Millennium Motley. Here we go. This is a new tattoo. It makes sense. They all have tats. Yeah. So because, And they're all do it. 45. <laughs> uh, Mike Klink produces this. Now, here we go. Another, Mike Klink, Guns N' Roses, Mike Klink. Yep. Another, another lineup change. No Tommy Lee on this album. Really? Randy Castile, if I'm saying that right, from Ozzy's band. Did not know that. Yep. 
And I'm going to start. Is my- that creative or is that Tommy's busy with tabloid? Gar- Didn't he go solo? He would do the rap thing. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to be a DJ and he mm-hmm. wanted to make beats. I yeah. remember that. Okay. So, so for whatever reason, Tommy's not here, but uh, Randy's a good drummer. But, you know, Tommy has. Tommy's the, the engine. Yep. But this is the song that kicks off the album. I, I, when this album came out, I was really shocked. I really like this album. This is called Hell on High Heels. Communication, lack of the rat song. Yes. It's literally lack of communication, dude. This is lack of communication by rat. I'm gonna feel the same. Lack of communication, lack of. I'm not joking. All right, you've ruined it for me. I have not. It's the exact same song. Okay, so it's a beat slower. All right, then let me let me do one more. Then we'll do some of yours. This song. Well, I'm not stepping on yours. I, I don't even know. No, 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 no. Uh, this song is great, though. Seriously, this one's great. Okay. This is first band on the moon. I love this. I almost picked this. That's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> because of that. <laughs> Lyric, lyrically, you wouldn't pick any of these. <laughs> the chorus and the drums do not sound like Tommy at all nope. first band on the moon buddy that's again I almost picked it yeah. um, but the, it was so silly I couldn't. The lyrics were so silly, but it is a Motley Crue song, and yep. he, and he really sounds like Vince. And this is not a this not is this is not an edited version. They chose not to say cock. Yeah, yeah, which is weird for them, but but makes a complete sense in the song, and it's that little wink and a nod thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good. It's, so, it was a good choice to not do that. So I like the two that you picked too. You want to play? Which one do you want? I do. And twenty two year old Vince would have said cock in the song. They Absolutely. would have done it because they're like, yeah, yeah, man. Um, Good well, job, fucker. <laughs> I, I, to me, again, when I heard these albums, these later albums, there was always one song that I went, well, that's the single. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's the one. And uh, New Tattoo, which is the title track, for me, um, it, it's, it, again, it's it's sonically interesting. And I and to me, it's... I, I like the lyrics, too. And again, it's very, I wound up in these later albums picking things that didn't sound like them trying mm-hmm. to sound like Motley Crue. So New Tattoo. I like the lyrics, too. I've been out drinking with the boys.
I think and that's a perfect type of mid-tempo ballad for them. It is. and, and uh, Vince sounds good on that. He does because he's, he's singing and they're making him sing, that kind of thing. Um, but that right now, that song could get played as a new country song. Oh, absolutely. That's what country has become. Country has become, uh, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's journey with a dip in, you know, that's what I call country right. now. It's literally that kind of song, but journey with, with a dip in, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just got that. Yeah. Yeah. It, literally with, a, with a mouthful of chaw, that's journey with a mouthful of chaw. That's what country music has become these days. And I think that could actually, if you've released that and played it, cause again, that, that proves they're not talentless. That right, proves right. they're not just lunkheads who have a formula. They, they want to try different things and they can do different things when they let themselves. It's like when we saw Kiss Unplugged, that's when you said, oh, Kiss is talented. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. And that's like, because when, like with Aerosmith, when the, when fucking Steven Tyler, what's that cornbread bullshit song or whatever the fuck <laughs> you guys have, <laughs> he, that's him going, oh, I can do country. Watch me do it. And he's, he's underestimating the audience and pandering. This sounds like guys who went, hey, you know what? We've got some country roots. We like this stuff. It interests us. Why don't we do what we can to, to, to write some kind of a country type song? And it's, that now would be, you could play that now on these country stations and it would fit in. This is just Luke Bryan. You missed that line. Freak fallen into your yum yum. Oh no. Yeah, it's terrible. But that's what I mean. Is he's pandering? Hollywood, New Orleans, filet mignon, filet mignon. You could have said rice and beans. And cornbread. Oh, I love that stuff. We're all some kill yourself. Jesus. Pandering garbage. Jesus, God. Whereas that new tattoo, to me, sounds like them yeah. going, well, this is, you know, they wrote a country song. Um, but at the, it was way ahead of its time, because again, you could play right. it now, and it would get airplay. Well, we should add some fiddle onto Heather Stewart's version of uh, <laughs> Home Sweet Home. Release it. Don't even tell her. No. Uh, let's do it. Let's. Well, she signed a waiver, didn't she? Mm. We own that in perpetuity. Nope. <laughs> Mike, have you ever been punched in the teeth by love? I know Motley Crue has, and this is the second choice on the album for me. That's, and that's old school Motley Crue. Yeah. It's good. Too fast, too fast. It's, you know, what the, the biggest thing that, the mistake, you know, losing, like I said, Vince was a huge deal because Karabi just makes them this generic band. You don't know who the fuck they are. But also in these later albums, when, when they made Mick stop sounding like Mick, when they just, they wrote these songs where he had to plod or yeah. chug or whatever, it, you, you, you killed your sound. You, you really, you did yourself a disservice because that dude, he's, he's Alex Van Halen. Where you hear it, you go, oh, that's Mick Mars. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sort of thing with that True. signature sound. Just like with Alex's fucking snare, you're like, oh, that's Alex Van Halen. You just fucking know. And Mick Mars is fucking, his riffs where you're like, oh, that's Mick Mars. Now, before we get into the last proper Motley Crue album, Saints of Los Angeles from 2008, they did release a two CD 
Greatest Hits compilation in 2005, liner notes by David Wilde. It's called Red, White, and Crew. Were the, no, it was, it was called Red, White, and Crew. It wasn't called, hey, man, we've got houses to pay for. <laughs> this is what, their third okay. greatest hits in five years? It is. And they got three new tracks on this. And I, I, I want to see what you think of this. This first one is If I Die Tomorrow. What do you think about that? Uh, not for me. Generic. That is written by Nikki Six and the band Simple Plan. Okay. So for me, that's just um, you know you're a generic. That's a that's the eighth song on a good album. All right. You know this, what I mean? Deep yeah. in, deep on the side too. Right. I, I talk about albums and sides as if that matters anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's try this one then. Sick love song. Also, Tommy is back. Mike, thoughts? Not for me. I, again, <laughs> just I, I'm not trying to be mean or, You're or not say being mean. It's it's generic. All it's right. not. There's nothing grabbing about either of those songs. They're they're. You could have heard them driving at two o'clock in the afternoon and hit your radio button to get away from it. It's just nothing. By the way, Rock Solid listeners, apparently there is a Japanese import track that I do not have. It's a new song on this album called I'm a Liar and That's the Truth. So, uh, you know, if you got that, send it my way. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear it because I really like that title. Yeah. But here's a, they do a cover also. Oh, they do a Stone song. Oh, no. Give me shelter? Nope. Close. fine do you like it it's not for you <laughs> sacrilege don't i never want to hear a note of that ever again all right street fighting man is a perfect song and the stones version is quintessential and should never be fucked with and and literally because again those guys are all uh, like literally built like color forms you can read through Mick Jagger if he's wet but still you hear that song and you think he would fuck you up in a fight Street Fighting Man is a fucking, that song sounds like a fight, just like Eminence Front. There are certain songs that sound like a fucking brawl, and their version of it just sounds like kids trying to put on their dad's pants. Sit the fuck down, Motley Crue. Don't ever try Street Fighting Man again. 
So you never want to hear anyone do a cover of Street Fighter? Never. Again. Nope. Really? No, thank you. No, thank you. It's a perfect song. Don't fuck with it. Because that, that, like we said, we, we Heather took Home Sweet Home. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Rock and peace, Joey Ramon. You know, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, when Thor has to fight the Hulk. Okay. You know in Thor Ragnarok where Thor has to fight the Hulk and Jeff Goldblum gets to watch over them? Mm-hmm. That's Joey Ramone and Vince Neil in the pit and Mick Jagger's up in the fucking stands and he gives the <laughs> thumbs fucking down, baby. <laughs> Never again, don't try it. Street Fighting Man is perfect. You can't, you can't, it's a top five stone song. You can't fuck with it. Don't you, because like I said, Heather put her spin in Home Sweet Home and it was fantastic. You can't, and especially if you're going to do a note for note of this, what's the point? It's already perfect. How happy is Heather that right now she's actually home sweet home? <laughs> she is up here. All this garbage. How dare you drag me through the mud? Perfect time to, uh, to Adios. allow her to go. Yeah. Um, this could have been a two-part show, The Rise and Fall of Motley Crue. The Rise Crew. and Fall of Motley Crue. <laughs> okay, now. This is the last proper Motley Crue album, 2008. Produced Which, by James Michael and, who, when I saw you and yesterday, DJ Ashby. We thought it was four years ago. We thought it was four years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was so dumb. It's 11 years ago. So I apologize. I stepped on you. Who's this? It's, per- uh, it's, produced, with, it's produced by Nikki Six, DJ Ashby, and James Michael, which those guys are in um, 6 a.m. Okay. Six's band. With Nikki Six, yeah. And uh, I think uh, those guys all write the songs, and Marty Fredrickson helps. Marty, God, I can't talk today. Marty Fredrickson helps out. And uh, I, I gave you this album. Now I understand why it took you so long to listen to it. Because I gave this to Mike. I'm like, you got to listen to this. And uh, well, 10 years ago, whatever, eight years, years ago. ago. Four, four years ago. <laughs> and I, you usually, you will come to me with, with suggestions of, because you still are firmly entrenched in these bands and you're, you're with them. Bands. I, will, I, will st- I do still, su- if I like the band, I, I literally almost never stop liking them. Except I got to tell you, what, I'm really off the Aerosmith train. Okay, and it makes sense. I'm but, really off the Aerosmith train, but yeah, but I bands tr- I've written off. But if Aerosmith released an album this summer, I'd buy it. I is, but isn't that odd to you? Don't you? I mean, I understand I'd you say, support because I'd be like maybe, maybe they're gonna do it. Well, with Spotify and all that shit, now you don't have to commit. You're not pot committed oh, on I any can album. Get, I can get it for free, of course. But but what I'm saying is these bands, like, I, there's a certain amount of like music. Like if Rat came out with new music right now, I'd be like, fuck, no, thank you. But but what's funny is like four years ago, probably, I heard a Scorpion song, and this guy's like, he, he goes, "There's a new Scorpion song," and I laughed. It was on my uh, Sirius yeah. XM. It was a, it was a really good song. Sometimes you can be surprised. But for me, again, at at now 52, yeah. Uh, the music from when I was 15 years old, some of it I still want to hear, but some of it I'm done. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I'm just like, yep. uh, it, Tom Sawyer is a fantastic song. I don't need it. I don't need to hear it ever again. Oh, I still love it. Boston is a band. Again, like I said, I, I'm checked out on Boston. Occasionally now I'll, I'll hear a song and I'll listen to it. And I'll go, okay. Cause I don't listen to them. So they're fresh again. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But, but for me, Motley Crue was a band that I, I look, we, we readily admit they're, they're, their good albums are garbage. You know what I mean? There's two songs on each album that are great. Right. And then I've never been a band who's like, yeah, fucking crew. I've seen them, what, twice now? Yeah. I saw them with you and I saw them open for Ozzy. I saw them twice on when they were opening for yeah. people. You know, I've only, I've only seen them the time with you and they, 
the band was good and Vince yeah. saw, he wasn't was good. terrible. And, and that's the only time I've ever seen him And the crowd headline. was fucking oh, dicks. God, what just a mess. A mu- just motherfucking mess. Stink lines coming off of them. You know what I mean? Awful. Just body odor and fucking. It was just, it was, yeah, yeah it was a rough one. You know what I mean? Because they did appeal to that kind of. Yeah. And I hate to say that if you're listening, but that's. They appealed to meth hillbillies. Look, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Everyone's been to a show where you're like, oh, Jesus, th- yeah. this guy. Yeah, your kid's got a rat doesn't tail. Mean I'm, doesn't mean we're better than these people. It's no. Just, they're still living the life. But the kid with uh, literally like a crew cut, but a rat tail, tail down past his shoulder blades, and he's on his dad's shoulders, and his dad's wearing a white lion jersey. You know, <laughs> you're just like, and I, I look, I like what you like, love what you love. Yeah. I'm not shitting on you, but I do, it, it, they're not my people. It's not, right. but, but I, you know, but again, I love Van Halen I, and I go see yeah. them. But again, you see those nostalgic people who want it to be what it was in 1978 yeah. and, and it's just not. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I love that music and I, and I own that music and I've seen all those bands, you know, any, anything with white in the title, <laughs> I've seen you, but, um, uh, but yeah, I never, I was never, I was never the, the look like the crowd. You never looked. bought a spiked wristband. No. Yeah, no. I, I'm with you. I mean, no. I know what you're talking about. I mean, I liked the music and stuff like that, but yeah. I, didn't I didn't identify with it. I didn't that. live it. That, and then a lot of guys, yeah. you know, a lot of, in their youth, that was their deal. You know, I had, I had wrestlers on my wall in Van Halen. Other people had Motley Crue and they dug it. You know what I mean? They bought yeah. into the stripper, like, oh, the strippers and they do fucking drugs yeah. and rock stars and, and shit. And look, in, in school, I, I had to make that kid laugh so he wouldn't punch me in the face after <laughs> school. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I hear you. All right, so this is Saints of Los Angeles. It's basically the story of Motley Crue. And you get it first. I get it first. And then you tell me, you're not going to believe this new Motley Crue album. Yeah, and, you, and I sigh heavily. Oh, and I go, come on, Pat. What are you on. doing? Come on, Pat. It's, it's four years ago. <laughs> because you're, you, give, you give a wide berth and, and a, a lot of leeway to things you've loved. Yes, I and do. You're willing I will. to give them a chance. Absolutely. And I But if it's something that I really think is good, I'm like, you got it. Look. You did. Like I never gave you new tattoo. Nope. I never gave you swine and I never gave you any of that. But this I was like, you really got it. And how long did it take after I gave you to listen? A year? It was 2 years? No, 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 no. It was it was probably 6 months because it, yeah. it didn't come out in like the winter. I didn't listen to the summer because it was and then I was like it was a perfect summer album, like when I listened to it. Came out in June. <laughs> okay. Well, then, then it, there was probably only three months that I listened All to right. it. Um, but I did. I just sat there. And, I, and I, this is when you had to rip a CD. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You gave that to me. And it was in my car. And I was just like, I would always thumb past it. I'm like, no You're thanks. Like, oh, roll down the window, almost throw it out, but then keep it. I <laughs> oh, put time in it. He's ripped this. It, was, it took me a while. because I. But I mean, I had, you, but then you asked. You kept asking. You asked a couple times. Hey, did you listen to that album? Did you listen to that album? We're not going to be friends if you don't listen to that album. Well, I think more it was the fact that you had discovered something that was great. And you, I, I you, was shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was and, actually more shocked. And you wanted somebody to go. It, it was almost I like validation. I'm not crazy, right? Yes, I this needed is validation. Really good. <laughs> and there's not many people. I, I there's no one I know. I, I can't give this to Siegel. Right. No. Chip. No fucking idea. No. They. They. they no interest. But I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm the only guy you know that's that I, really familiar and with give these it bands. A, give it a go. And I did. All right. This is uh, this is face down in the dirt. Did you pick this one too? Yep. Yeah, I picked this song. It's great. It's fucking ridiculous. It's the first song on the album. Goosebumps. Yeah. 
Tommy! For those of you listening to the show currently, the song did stop for a second. I just started it back up. I don't feel like uh, making an edit. Back to sounding like a street fight. Yes. Back to yep. sounding like we'll punch you in the face. Back to sounding like the gutter punks who hung out in their apartment. Yeah, and this coincided with the dirt, correct? Uh, no, the dirt was 2001. This was seven, seven years, years later. later. Holy fuck. I am I so wrong all over the place on this fucking band, but, but which is also why I didn't want to listen. I'm like, I read the book. You remember and- the bicentennial, right? In 1984. <laughs> They, they, I, I read the book and I figured that was me closing my chapter of Motley yeah. Crue other than listening to the first album on right. fucking repeat. <laughs> and then you, and you give me this and I, and that's the first song. Okay. There's like a little, there's a, about a minute there's and like a half a little code before like, that. We are the saints of Los right, Angeles. But, and what this album is, is they're literally them telling their story, story through, through songs. songs. Yep. And, and so that's why that song, I'd, uh, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather, you know, I'd, I, I want to make a lot of money. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get a real job. I don't want to be you. you. I'd rather be dead face down in the dirt with a bullet, bullet in my, in my head. head. And I was like, fuck yes. Yep. Cause that was their credo. That's who they always fucking were. Yep. And Mick, their Mick is all over that fucking yep. song. It's just, gah, gah, gah. it's just, they turned it back over to their sound. They, they went, they wheeled him into the studio yep. like he was uh, Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> put a guitar in his hand. They, they, dis- they, it's like they just found out who they were again. It's the strangest thing that that would happen. That after Swine and Tattoo and all that shit, where they were like, we're all yeah. over the place with influences and whatever the fuck, and trying to be catch the 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 zeitgeist or be like, what was going. I, on. I can't even believe they've made new music after this because this was good to f- just done. done. This is your finish. This is it. This next song is what's it going to take. And okay. then I'll play your other one because I always had that too. Yeah. And this is basically what's it going to take to get a record deal, right? Yep. And again, this is the whole album's a concept album about their career. Yep. We were drinking dinner on the sunset strip. The girls doing patterns out a little on her lip. It's just another night. Man, I can't take this. We're running out of money and I can't pay the rent. Tommy! I don't, I don't think the recording computer can handle this uh, crazy music. It keeps stopping. I'm a sorry songs. motherfucker, tired of living in the gutter. What's it going to take to get me out of here? Dude, Let, let's dude. Get, let's get right into Down at the Whiskey. Let me tell you, if they... All right, we'll talk after. All right. This song is fucking... Run away in a van. I rode Living we out never, our dreams yep. down at the whiskey. What were we you never say? made a dime, but damn, we had a good time. Yep. I, and it's like, if this if they release this album after Dr. Feelgood, yes. I I really think they they 
be, they maybe get that Aerosmith revival. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if they can, you know what I mean? Instead of chasing grunge, instead of chasing all these different things and, and following different influences and losing Vince and Karabi, if they make that album after Dr. Feelgood, you cement yourself as the... We're the kings. The kings of metal bands. You yeah. know what I mean? The, of that era, the strip. The yeah. kings of the strip, clearly. Um, because, you know, nobody else had... We've risen above the generic hair Absolutely. Metal. Because that, that album is... It's an, an unflinching look, again, just like the book was, mm -hmm. and whether they're creating their own myth or not, right. it's still an unflinching look at the lives they lived and, and what it took for them to become Motley Crue. Yeah. And, and that song, that whole album is a concept album about when they first came to Hollywood, how they improved and what they did and how they chased this and then they fell off. And it's, it's a, I, this will sound like, I'm like, I shouldn't even use this word, <laughs> but it's, it's almost astonishing the level of self uh, actualization they can they have about themselves yeah. you know they even in the book and so they get whether they're you know they're all swinging their dicks around and well like yeah we were fucking metal and whatever but they also recognize that they were fucking awful dudes and they they've lived a life that they hit a lottery ticket they, yeah. and they know it that's the best part you know they yeah. had mansions they had money they had mm -hmm. lives of privilege and shit like that but they also recognize they they bought a lottery ticket and won yeah they never had a neverland you know what I mean? They didn't get llamas and they didn't, you know, all that. You know what I mean? They never became. Thank God. Yeah. They, they dove into drugs and all that kind of shit. But at the same time, they stayed themselves. I know that sounds ridiculous, but, mm -hmm. but the problem is themselves are terrible people. Um, now, in 2012, Mike, they decided that I think they wanted to release some singles via iTunes that they could, um, you know, have something new to play when they tour. So this one came out. I don't know if you've ever heard this. It's just called Sex. Mike Schmidt review on that one? Yeah, not for me. Uh, All right. Again, just flailing. Okay, you know. 2015, they released another straight-to-iTunes single called All Bad Things. They, they are the preeminent navel-gazing band of our time because they only get energized when they write songs about themselves. Yes. When they can talk about themselves and their careers or what they fucked up or what they didn't, they're, then they're energized. They're like, yeah, let's write a cool song about that. All right, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. We both like the Dirt book. Yes. We both like the Dirt movie, but we agree that it's not a great movie, but you should have fun. If you just allow yourself to have fun, Yeah, if you look at fun. it, it's a, it's a slice of time from an era. If you look at it that way, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like judging Game of Thrones by going, well, oh my God, I can't believe everybody's killing one another. Well, I mean, it's the fucking middle of the, whatever, 1100s or whatever the right. fuck. You, you got to take it in, in, 
it's it's these idiots telling their story and they're admitting we were idiots. Mm-hmm. We were terrible idiots. Now, there is a problem people have with them taking uh, such glee in being such idiots yeah. in the book and in the movie, but I would rather have that than have them try to portray themselves as fucking conquering heroes all the goddamn time. Uh, individually, uh, Mick is great. Tommy's great. Nikki's great. In the movie? I'm talking about uh, the, their music career. Sorry, I took, okay. a, I took a turn. Uh, Vince is an okay singer on record but not live which is why when i hear these later things like saints of los angeles yeah. or even these these itunes singles um how can he do it there but not live then he's is singing it, two words at a time well it's because he's out of sh- that's exactly right yeah. and he's also out of shape so on stage when you're you're you know that's an exerting yes, that's, fucking thing so that's he, rough he's trying to push and he's just got nothing there i mean david lee roth can't do it and that guy's in tip-top shape oh my christ so imagine if you're uh, look like vince yeah but uh it feels like the individual parts, they should be a better band than their recorded output would have you believe. You know what I'm saying? Well, band or writers, that's the problem. You know, because I will say this, Nikki, this is Nikki's band. And we talked about yeah. he's basically written everything. Well, you know, he's written now, what, nine, ten albums yeah. of material. And you're on fumes eventually. Yeah. Because as we said, when you're hungry... When you're living in an apartment and fucking girls and, and doing whatever you can to be famous, mm-hmm. then you're doing that. But then you get older and you're with Donna Dierko in a mansion and you got Barney in your yard. Then you're going to write some stuff to try <laughs> oh, to, you're going to write some stuff to pay for the pool. Super. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's, and, and that's where, that's what really hurt them is not having other creative voices mm-hmm. along with Nikki. Yeah. But I, w- I, I would say if I made you a 20 song mix CD of what are the best Motley Crue tunes, you would love it. 20 is 15. There are, they have for me 15 really great songs. Like you wouldn't fast forward through any of them. No, I could put you to get, yeah, 15 is a good number. I would put together an album of 15 crew songs that you would never have to hit fast forward. Mike or skip. Tell us where we can find you. You host the 40 year old boy podcast. Where are you on the social media? The 40 year old boy podcast is available on iTunes. You can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You can follow me at Twitter at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. I'm at twitch TV dot. I'm sorry. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm streaming live video games and chats and things like that all the time. Follow the channel, subscribe to the channel. Uh, Twitch is the vanguard of my new career. So, please come in and join me we are at rock solid show i am at pat underscore francis kyle is at kyle dotson funny you can find everything about us at rocksolidpodcast.com and we're going to close out the show oh also don't forget about heather stewart go to itunes and purchase what it is you will love that album she's going to be back on the show soon and we're going to close out with a song that mike and i will agree is one of the best motley Crue songs probably one of their signature songs for me this is the quintessential motley crew song live wire thank you mike thank you Little bit.